Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azesu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 289. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Based on a True Story, Deadliest Catch, and On Patrol. Movies including Transformers, Rise of the Beast, The Boogeyman, Sisu and Flame and Hot. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Bunko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and a weekly random movie and song recommendations. Before I go any further, it's the news! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We are finally back. Well, we gave you two ESP rewinds, and then we gave you ESP at the movies. So. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were here. We were still here. But this is the regular episode, everyone. But, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I was just reading um, things on The Flash. And, yeah, the boycott is there and everything. But, I, again, we like we said, we get it. Um, I also was watching, um, for those of you that watch uh, Scream Crush, their YouTube channel. I can't remember the guy's name. I watch them all the time when these new movies come out, especially all these comic book movies come out when they're talking about all the Easter eggs and everything you that was in it. We covered what we saw, but there was a lot of stuff. I mean, like we said, for myself personally, I'm not really knowledgeable of uh, the comic series and all that uh, on what in the whole Flash universe, but there was like a, I guess there was a lot of shout outs to the, to the OG, uh, flash storyline. Um, yeah. some characters that we saw on the screen that we didn't know that are going to be somebody later on. There was, uh, I think like two or three people that they, his two friends or his coworkers, I guess they go on to be some kind of characters in, in the flash story. See, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> Um, I, I would guess know. Iris West is, if not a hero, she's definitely somebody. The fact that they made a pop of her. <laughs> oh no, I don't know. They didn't say anything about her. It was about the other two. Remember right. when 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 she walks yeah. up and then they yeah. go, "Oh, these are my friends, coworkers, right. or whatever." Those two become a somebody. Is it the Hawk people? No, someone else. Some people I never heard of. Because they were like, yeah, this person becomes that person, and this person becomes this person. And I'm like, it's the first time I remember hearing about it. Oh. And I guess there was some other stuff when they were in um, uh, the Flash Zone. Isn't that little area where, like, that little arena area where they show all the, the different timelines? The Flash Zone is when he's going really fast. That's the Flash Zone. We were calling it the Flash Zone wherever that little area was where he stopped and he was looking around seeing all the 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 past and everything yeah they called that something else i can't remember what they called i guess they guess they mentioned it on the tv show or the um or in the comics i don't know which which version the old school or the new ones but 
Turns out call- that the one guy too, I I said on the Flash Pod that they put in the video that the one guy who played Dark Flash in the TV show that was him. Uh, turns out I saw a thing where he that guy came out and said, "Nope, that's not me." So <laughs> that's not a connection that we did mention on the pod. I didn't I didn't watch the Flash show, but I guess um, Ezra Miller did a cameo on the oh. TV show. Because and, uh, Flash Point, right? And he, at that time, he didn't even have a name, Flash. Because I guess when he went back, when he crossed over onto that TV show, uh, one of them said The Flash. And then he was like, The Who? Or, or something like that. And he goes, Oh, that's what you call yourself? And he said, Yeah, I'm, I'm The Flash. And I went, Oh, cool. So he got his name from another Flash. In another timeline. That's how it, it was. So I assume that Flash TV show is in the DCEU and everything. But Yeah. It makes you know. wonder, too, where all that stuff... I guess Max is the future of DC TV because, like I said on the Flash pod, uh, CW is getting out of the uh, DC business and into the uh, Jesus business. So. <laughs> Well, JC needs a another place on television. It's not like he's on, on every other channel. Well, <laughs> him personally, but his his followers anyway. Right. Um. Also, I guess shit. I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, TV show Flash has um. Damn, there was something else that they said on that thing. Uh oh oh. The what was when when people saw the all the advanced screenings and everything, they I don't know if they saw the very very end with um uh what's his nuts with Aquaman I don't think that was and I think they added that later for when it was released but the um people that saw that saw it early they didn't see George Clooney they just Figure, saw some that was they it. just saw some yeah. guy step out of the car and that was it and then okay. the movie. Rolled into the credits, so we got to see, when we went to the theater and seen it. It was, um, we got to see George Clooney, but then they, oh, they were talking. They were, were talking about, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you guys should have seen it or listened to the thing. But anyway, um, they were talking about saying that, um, they were saying this wasn't in that Schumacher universe, but I mean it. it it all has to be. We didn't get to see Val Kilmer or anything, but um, it w- it would have to be. I mean, I mean, other than uh, Tim Burton's uh, his Batman universe and the uh, the Alfred, because he and well, was Commissioner Gordon was in all four of those films. So maybe, maybe there's the, uh, yeah, maybe uh, I'm pretty sure besides Val, we did see every other. Okay, now I take that back. We didn't see Christian Bale. We didn't see Robert Pattinson. So. They said those two have will probably never ever be in this this universe. From what they were saying, I, I don't know. Nolan verse and Pattinverse. And, yeah. So, <laughs> as well as the Joker, because if you guys know yeah. that that Joe in that in Joaquin Phoenix Joker, Bruce Wayne was just a little boy. Right. So I, I I don't know, but you guys try to figure it out. But they were talking. They they also there was also this is what they said on Screen Chris. There was also a stab at Marvel about uh, their time travel. 
saying oh. that DC EU's time travel was is more science than what the other guys gave you. I mean, they said somebody said it in, in the movie. I want to say it was uh, it was uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, Michael Keaton said something about to that nature. I don't know exactly what he said, but they were saying that was a stab at at uh, Marvel. <laughs> so, but I was like, dude, you guys are way behind. Just stop trying to catch up. I've said this before. Just make good. DC yeah. movies. I mean, just... honestly, I think that's where we're, we're probably going to head across the board because, as great as Marvel's been, now they're stumbling just a little with their casting because now we got trouble for uh, both Kang and Namor. And it's like, I don't know how much more you can build the future with those. So Marvel probably needs to refocus and just instead of worrying about the next big lead up maybe just refocus in on some good good stories good movies good single tales i mean that's what everybody had to say good about uh, guardians is that it was its own tale and it wasn't worried about uh feeding into whatever's next even though i love that stuff but uh i i do realize obviously it is important to uh, tell a good story on its own without just promoting the next thing <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, if you guys want to go into more of these spoilers, go over to New Rockstars and Screen Crush. Go to their YouTube pages, and they break down not just The Flash. They break down anything that needs to be broken down, spoiler-wise, Easter eggs, everything. That's where I learn a lot of the stuff when I'm telling you guys on here. I mean, I see what I can, what I can, what I can see on the screen. But then there's these people that are more knowledgeable about the TV shows and the comic, the, the, the old comic books and the newer stories and all this uh, on whatever character or whatever movie is out. And these guys do a good job, man. They catch, they catch a lot of stuff. I don't know how many times they sit there and watch it unless there's a bunch of people that watch these movies and then they just pick it all out and give it to this guy and he brings it to, to the videos to tell everyone. Uh, on what it is because he's standing there either he just he's got that good of a memory both of these guys that, that I watch they either have that good of a memory and can just spout it all this knowledge off at the top of their head or if they're reading it I don't know but I again check out new rock stars and screen crush on YouTube and watch all the stuff that um, they do because I that's what I, sometimes like I said that's where I get some of my information with some of these movies, because I was uh, doing some stuff on my truck uh, this morning, and I was listening uh, to their breakdown of the film, so I'd learned some stuff that I didn't know. So, I mean, but what we told you guys in our episode is what we saw, because I mean, it was uh, yeah for again, which that's always fun, you know, just reporting what we saw, what we knew. yeah. So, but. <laughs> Uh, I would love to sit there and analyze these films, but I, I, I'd have to watch it like numerous times. <laughs> yeah, plus you gotta have, like you said, you know, we know some, but we don't have like, you know, we don't know all the the comics, you know, and all the storylines they've done over the years. So, honestly, we don't even know uh, the CW Flash series. I mean, I watched like half the first season of it. <laughs> how, how many seasons is there of that show? Oh, it's got to be like uh, a, at least over five. Let's see. I'm going to type it in right now and find out for you. Uh, 
2014 had 184 episodes over nine seasons. There's two different. There's two different TV shows. There's one that came out in the 90s. Um, but yeah, the CW one from started 2014 went through this year. Uh, looks like it just ended here, May 24th. All right, the first Flash series was only one season. It was from 1990 to 91. I do not know who this guy that's playing Barry Allen. Um, John Wesley. He looks familiar, but I don't... Wait. Oh, no, that's something else. Yeah, oh, I don't Iris know. West I, is in the TV show, too. She's the second main person. <laughs> I don't know who this gentleman is for the 90s TV show, but this other one that started in 2014. Um, What is it on? Is it on Netflix? Netflix. One through nine. I got them all. Oh, hmm. 184 episodes. Woo. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough time to. <laughs> to I watched, like I said, probably half the first season, which is 23 episodes. So, yeah, I guess I saw around. 10 or 11. <laughs> I don't know. First 10 or 11. Flash yeah. versus Arrow was uh, episode 8. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough time to sit there. 400 and some episodes. <laughs> but Ooh. yeah, everyone listen to If you guys haven't listened to it, and, and we said this on the episode, even if you did see it or if you didn't see it and you just listened to us, thanks. Um, we do give you that spoiler warning. Before we roll into spoilers and everything. So, but, um, looks like we got more movies and television. So, what did you see? I TV didn't wise? See, no, the movies. I didn't see the big movie you saw. I still haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah. Transformers. <laughs> just throw that, just that. We'll run into your review and what you thought of it. All right. Let's. Bring it up real quick. Uh, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Saw this in theaters. Interestingly, uh, I didn't get uh, the last night in before watching it. But that's okay, because this one is set uh, during the 90s. So this is like uh, before every other Transformer movie that's happened. Um, This is described as, during the 90s, a new faction of Transformers, the Maximals, joined the Autobots as allies in the battle for Earth. It was directed by Stephen Capel Jr., and he had a little, uh, before, if you watch this in the theaters, uh, like some films do these days, uh, it had a little uh, thank you for coming to the movies from him. (laughs) which is always interesting, the films that uh, do choose to do that. But, uh, yeah, he had a little uh, thank you. So that was interesting. Uh, Anthony Ramos is uh, the main actor in this. Uh, Dominique Fishback. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of other people know Real huge names uh, out there, but 
Yeah, it had been a while. Uh, like I said, I missed 2017's The Last Night uh, before that. Uh, 2014's Age of Extinction I did see in theaters. That was the first of the two Mark Wahlberg films. And of course, I saw all the ones before that, 2007's Transformers, 2009's Revenge of the Fallen, 2011's Dark of the Moon, uh saw all of those uh and bumblebee of course but uh yeah just missing missing last night but uh yeah i thought this one was pretty good i liked obviously the early set 90s theme the uh hip-hop soundtrack was uh right up my alley as far as stuff i like so i really appreciated that all the uh 90s references that it had that was really cool um, but yeah, overall, I, you know, say solid movie, fair movie, enjoyed it, uh, being in the theater well, was only a handful of other people there. I think a few more for there for, were there for transformers than there were for flash, which I noted that there were only four other people in the theater for that. But, uh, yeah, um, I felt this film did reach a point where it went like, Whoa, this is like maybe a little much and they were doing stuff which i was like oh it was a little out there but so be it you know summer fun transformers so be it so um i guess supposedly this is actually the start of a new little uh, trilogy with uh, a big hint on where they'll be going for the next one uh, kind of a crossover so uh, but yeah, supposedly that's the idea here that, uh, this is going to be a new little Transformers trilogy. So we'll see. <laughs> I know, you know, the, uh, spoiler, if you want to get into that spoiler warning. Hold on. Um, Optimus Prime and the Autobots take on their biggest challenge. Did you read all this already? Yeah. The synopsis? I did. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure I was trying to look up something. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Optimus Prime and the Autobots take on the biggest challenge yet. When they threat capable of destroying an entire planet emerges, they must learn. Uh, they must team up with a powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth. Okay. Um, the box office so far was two hundred and seventy-four point nine million. Um, I guess that's good, but you can never tell these days what what equals success and not i remember just even reaching 100 mil before was like considered good but who's to say anymore these days i don't i don't get it well, it didn't it made oh it made its budget back but not by much uh the budget was it says here on wikipedia uh 195 to 200 million and it only made 200 and whatever i said to all right see it says 274 here on Google and then on Wikipedia it says two seventy five. But either way, um, it didn't make that much over its budget. Um, it's been in the theaters for what two weeks now? A couple weeks, yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm I'm going to see it. I've seen all the movies in the theaters and every single Transformer movie that's been out. I left the theater like, what was this? 
<laughs> I never, I never left like, oh man, that was awesome. It was like the greatest. Didn't you love the first one though? The first no. Child of Bohem? That no. one, I was actually blown away. Like, I thought that no. was a, a, a little marker in like effects. The Transformer effects were great out of nowhere. Mm. I liked oh, how great. they looked. I liked how they looked. I my biggest problem was Megatron. I was like, this is not hashtag not my Megatron, not my Starscream. Any of these is awesome that Peter Cullen was the voice of Optimus Prime. I mean that that was amazing. But just all the changes they made to them and everything, I was like, oh Soundwave was a satellite and I was like, "What? What are you guys doing in my childhood?" So I never. I don't get me wrong. I love the Transformers. I own all the movies. I've seen them all in the theater. But I was just like, "This is not my Transformers. This is not what I read in the books. This is not in the TV series that I watched." Uh, it was cool and awesome to see that we this this generation in the early two thousands that got live action versions of Transformers and we're still getting them now. But I was just not. What was there what five movies before before Bumblebee? And then when right. Bumblebee came out, I wasn't even really excited for that until I saw that we were getting Gen One Transformers in it. And then I was like, "Oh my god!" But then there was only like about a few seconds of that. But but Bumblebee in a whole was an awesome film. I said, "Okay, if you're gonna reboot the franchise or whatever the hell you guys are doing, this this is how you do it." And I was there for it. And I, out of the Transformers movies that we got so far, Bumblebee has been my favorite. I couldn't even pick a favorite one out of all the other ones. But I can pick you. It was the first for me just because for me at the time, it, the effects were really cool. Like I thought those were at the, at the time. Like it was like, wow, it was amazing. They actually, you know. Did the Transformer effects, you know? Uh, I didn't like it. The Battle of Chicago, whatever one that one was. I thought that whole battle scene at the end was awesome. Basically just destroyed downtown, downtown Chicago. Uh, but Bumblebee was awesome, man. When that one was over, I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Let's get more of this. And then we got Rise of the Beasts. And I, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, shout out to Brother Court. He was telling me it was the his favorite movie out of the whole Transformers series. Yeah, so. it's good. There's one thing they do in it though that like kind of really annoyed me because it seems like they've done it like this is like at least the third or fourth time they've done it in a Transformers movie. So I was like really annoyed that they did it again, and mm. I was like, <laughs> why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's how they do it. You sound like me now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, everyone. It's, uh, we, we don't make these movies. We just talk about them on here and give you our gripes about it. But there was some spoilers. There was some stuff at the end. So, yeah, you guys hear that. We're going to give Star Trek some love. Usually we give you the, the Death Star uh, alert, but um, the big the big thing at the end was the reveal that the crossover is GI Joe was coming into play. 
Right. We already got two G.I. Joe movies. I don't know if those are going to tie into this. Probably not. Um, so I don't know who. Plus, this is set before those because it's in the 90s. So I don't know who who's going to be in it. Are we getting Ray Park as Snake Eyes again or are we going to get this last dude that played him? Hashtag not my. Not my G.I. Joe. Hashtag not my Snake Eyes. Hashtag not my Storm Shadow. In both <laughs> both movies and the Snake Eyes movies. But with that being said, the Snake Eyes movie was awesome. Just hashtag not my Snake Eyes. Um, <laughs> uh, in the... Was it 87, I believe? Ooh, right on the money. Yeah, 87. There was a comic book series. It was a limited... A four-issue limited edition series. And it was called G.I. Joe and the Transformers. Um... Transformers were doing what, from what I remember in the story, Transformers were doing what they were doing. Oh, go ahead. Let me pull up a plot summary. The story of the G.I. Joe team and the Autobots joined forces to stop the Decepticons and Cobra from destroying the world. The story featured Bumblebee being destroyed by G.I. Joe forces and rebuilt as Goldbug. I remember that. Rumble, Uh, rumble, rumble. (laughs) The Joes, the Autobots, and Cobra, Cobra are after being, after being betrayed by the Decepticons. Must join forces to dis- to stop the Decepticons from activating an energy drill device. Suck up the to suck up energy from the Earth's core, which would destroy the planet in the process. All right. From what I remember, I have this series somewhere in my box of comics because I was all about GI Joe and all about the Transformers uh, when I was when I was when they first came out in the eighties. The comic book series, the GI Joe Real American Hero. That was when that series came out. Not the old, old school uh, G.I. Joe stuff. That was more my brother's. But I was a fan of uh, Real American Hero days and everything. Up until Sorpentor and all those bug people popped up. And then after that, I could give two shits about that story. Sorpentor was stupid. I hated that character. Um, Transformers was getting good. And then it just started to fall apart. And then it just the series just kind of ended. Um, I didn't. I didn't get the full. I got the. I didn't get the full run of Transformers, but I got most of them. Uh, like I said, I, I I stopped when Serpentor came onto the scene, uh, so I, I just quit buying those books because I thought it was getting stupid. But I've, okay, so for for reading this little plot summary on what this this story was about this series, um, it sounds cool. I, I would like that, but what are we gonna get it? Of course, we're not gonna get it. So, but I'm an, I'm there for it. Um, I'll watch. I'll watch it. I mean, I did get some enjoyment of the two GI Joe films that we got, or the three, if you're gonna count Snake Eyes in that. Um, but I, because I remember they just thought the Transformers were bad, and Joes were called in to start with the fight. So I was like, all right, okay. And yeah, then I remember them teaming up and. Uh, Trying to stop evil. Uh, are we going to get that in this movie? I have no idea, and I have no idea when it's coming out. But I'll be there for it. I mean, I'm. Give me any version of GI Joe. I'll watch it, and if I love it, I love it, and if I don't, I don't. So I'm I'm on board. I had no idea they were going to go this route by bringing in the Joes and uh, the Transformers together. So yeah, I I saw the end. I didn't see the whole movie because it was already spoiled to me. Somebody said something and uh, I'm like, really? 
So I'm like, all right, man, cool, whatever. But yeah, and then when then after you saw it and said that they don't really show anything, um, I had to find it and I saw that that end. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 all for it. GI Joe and the Transformers uh, in one movie. Will it ruin my childhood? Well, transform well, both of those movies so far. This movie series so far has, but uh, I'm still gonna go see it. Hopefully, this will make me uh, better about it. Like I said, Bumblebee brought me back to like, oh man, I love the Transformers. This, this movie was awesome. Uh, I'll see after I watch this new one. And as far as GI Joe, like I said, the Snake Eyes movie. Hashtag not my snake eyes, but it was an awesome action movie. Um, I wish it was rated R. It was only PG-13. Uh, if it was rated R, I would probably love it a little bit more. But I did enjoy the film. You guys do remember my review. Did you ever end up seeing it? Seeing which one? Snake Eyes. I did. It uh, kind of disappeared from knowledge. Like I haven't... I seen it I... talked about anywhere, seen it streaming, seen it even on the shelves at the store. <laughs> kind I of this... disappeared from from knowledge. <laughs> I have this steel book. I'll see if there's a code in it and I'll send it to you. Check it out that way. Cause I, yeah, I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere. If if it is, I don't I wanna say it was on Netflix at one point. But I'm not sure. Let me see. Jeez, that was, that was only a couple of years ago. Um, it's on Paramount Plus, I think. It's, it's, it's a Paramount property. Let me see. Snake Eyes. E. Yep. yep. There it is. it is. Paramount Plus. There you go. And if you want to watch Brian De Palma's Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage, got nothing to G.I. Really Joe. Yeah, really it was. Check, check that movie out. It was really good. I didn't even want to see it. it I saw it when somebody brought it to work, and I, I was I was all into it. I haven't seen it since I saw it the first time, but I remember like, man, that was hella good. So check out uh, Nicolas Cage Snake Eyes if you guys have them. Paramount yeah, Plus. But yeah. <laughs> watch uh watch snake eyes <laughs> check that one out i liked it i thought it was a good movie but yeah gi joe and the transformers or is, is it going to be called transformers and gi joe i don't know it better be gi joe and the transformers it better not be transformers and gi joe it's then gonna i'm really be gonna be mad transformers and the gi joe it's transformers is the lead franchise no fuck that it's got to be gi joe and the transformers joe so, doesn't leave Transformers do. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be hashtag not mine. My, my <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see, man. You I'm know, still, I was the thing that made me so mad. You mentioned it in your synopsis for the comic book too, and I'm like, oh my god! Like it really is something they can't not quit doing. It's so annoying. What? You want me? To, can I just tell you? It's super annoying. Yeah, go ahead. You have to. We're in spoilers or whatever. So, yet again, for what feels like I said, at least the third, if not the fourth, who knows how many times, they destroy Bumblebee again in this film and then bring him back in the end. And it's like, dude, <laughs> can you stop 
doing that plot line, like it's so annoying. Like, oh my god, Bumblebee's dead. What are we going to do? And then he returns in the end, and it's like <sighs> frustrating. And then you said that happened in the comic too, with the Transformers and GI Joes, and I'm like, ugh, stop. If doing you look that. at if you look at the cover of the the first issue, yeah, is GI Joe blowing up uh, Bumblebee with tanks? <laughs> so you see Duke, Scarlet, and uh, Roadblock, and Snake Eyes is right there, and yeah, you got three uh, cannons and machine guns, and they all blow up Bumblebee. So give yeah, me that in, this, in, this in that movie. Omnicron's minions do it. The Scar or whatever. And it's like, quit doing that. <laughs> Why do you keep leaning on, oh, no, Bumblebee's dead. Oh, he's back. That's just that. what they do. He's a, <laughs> he's a throwaway character. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's, that's Hollywood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. but I like you often say it sounds like I'm complaining about it, but it was a solid movie. It's a fun movie, solid summer movie, popcorn movie. It is fun. There's a lot to like in it. It's entertaining. You know, it's it is worth seeing. I don't think it'll make my end of year list, but yeah, it's a super solid movie. Yeah, I'll see it uh, when I see it. But yeah, Transformers. Rise of the Beasts in a theater near you. What was the name of the gorilla? Uh, Optimus Primal. Hellboy himself. Ron Perlman. What did he say to you? Stand tall, bro. Which is like (laughs) stuck with me for life. It's actually serious because I was doing something I, I got so used to being, you know, I'm traditionally one of the taller people around and in photos. And I'm so used to having to like lean in and kind of scrunch into shots and I can't help but do it. And I did it with him unknowingly. And he just said, stand tall, bro. (laughs) He is tall. (laughs) He's taller than me. (laughs) I always actually, now I remind myself of that. I, I still do it. I can't help not do it. There's a picture of you and me and Jade from, uh, christmas at joel's house that uh, i'm like ah i'm doing it and it, it looks terrible i'm like uh, hunched over like leaning over <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like ah gotta remember yeah. uh, what ron perlman said stand tall bro <laughs> <laughs> all right but all right everyone <clears throat> that was transfer that was all you had right for movies i got uh, a couple tv all right. Uh, the movies that I got, let me start off with one that I thought wasn't going to be anything because I hate these things and my son eats them all the time. <laughs> Dumb bags are laying in the house, they're in the trash. Flaming Hot. It's a new drama film that is on Hulu, rated also, PG 13. Oh, it's on there too? Yep. Oh, excuse me, everyone. Uh, yeah, distributed by Disney Plus and Hulu. Directed by the beautiful Eva Longoria. 
movie came out. Same day uh, Transformers did, June 9th, 2023. Richard Montanez. Yeah, that's what they said. Um, The son of a Mexican immigrant was a janitor at Frito-Lay when he came up with the idea for Flaming Hot Cheetos. His creation inspired by the flavors of, of his community revitalizes Frito-Lay and disrupts the food industry. It's pretty much uh, what this is about. That was Google. Let me see what IMDb has to say about this film. This is the inspiring true story of Richard Montanez, who was a Frito-Lay janitor to distribute the food industry and channeling his Mexican heritage to turn free flaming hot Cheetos from a snack into an iconic Global global pop phenomenon. Uh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, what does the poster say? Flaming hot. The the flavor you know, the story you don't. All right. Did you see this movie? I did not, but also right. like on uh, my daughter Jade. Uh, she at least had a phase. I don't know if she likes them as much anymore. I think she kind of does, but it's not like uh, must have uh, daily or weekly even kind of thing. I think she enjoys in passing, but she definitely had a phase where uh, she wanted them all the time. <laughs> all right. This stars Jesse Garcia as Richard Montanez, his wife, Judy Montanez, played by Annie Gonzalez, uh, Emilio Rivera. As uh, Richard's dad, you guys might remember him in um, Sons of Anarchy. I believe he was a, I think he was one of the chapter leaders of the Mayans. I haven't watched that Mayan show. I tried to watch the first season and just couldn't get into it. Uh, Vanessa Martinez, Tony Shallow Ob, or I don't know how to say his name. He was in Galaxy Quest and he had his own TV show for a minute. Um, Dennis uh, Haysbert, you guys remember him, Serrano in the Major League films, and he was, um, I think, President Palmer in 24. Uh, Pepe Serna, he's been, he's one of those that guys. He's been in a ton of things. I just recently watched Scarface, and I remember him being in that. Bobby Soto, Matt Walsh, Jimmy Gonzalez, uh, Bryce Gonzalez, he played, um, the main character's little son, Stevie. He was cool. I really liked his character and a bunch of other guys in this film. All right. I love che- I love Fritos. Uh, I love Cheetos, the regular plain ones. But when they came out with these flaming hots, I, I'm not that. If you know me personally, I'm not a spy. I'm not a spicy eater. I'm not a hot eater. I don't I don't put hot sauce on anything. I, I just don't. I don't like it. It's just, it's just too hot for me. I don't if you guys like that stuff, cool. Because my sons, I mean everyone in my family but me and uh Daniel, we don't like any kind of spicy or hot stuff on our food. Even if it's mixed in, I can't eat it. It's just me. I, I just don't like that. I don't know how my sons do it. They Kyle too, man, they they ate it's like you can't even taste the food you're eating. I'm like, why do you? 
Why do you have it so hot? Oh, I like it. It makes it taste good. You can't even taste whatever you're eating. It is my opinion, everyone. Some of you are probably laughing. But anyway, <laughs> this movie was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I like I said, I mean, I I don't I could care less about these things. Um, but I didn't know the story. Like it says, as opposed to the story, you don't know. This was an awesome story. I mean, we already know. If you don't know the story, I mean, there's nothing really to spoil. It was just this guy. He was just trying to. Uh, he had some trouble with the law as he was going. Um, he's trying to just feed his family. He. This is in the times where he was just trying to find a job. Uh, he was working anywhere he could to have money come in so he can support his family. And he got a, one of his cousins got him a job at Frito-Lay and he was just going to be a janitor and he was going to be the best janitor ever. But he wanted to learn everything about what they were doing there in this factory. So um, he was like he was like the, the noble employee. I'm just going to go above and beyond. So at this time, Frito-Lay was starting to take a hit with uh, sales on whatever they were selling. And things weren't working, uh, working out for them. So he was sitting there trying to think of uh, something that he could do to help because he needed that job. He goes because they were starting to lay people off. So he was like, "Man, I, I, I need, I need to just help because there was this there was uh, this uh, motivational video that the that the CEO made, and he was like, "What can you do to help us be a better company?" I mean, we, we, we get the, we used to get those promotional videos as well. Uh, for me, for my job, what, what can you do to help with this? I mean, Hey, I make sure everyone's bag gets on the plane and I try to make it get there to the plane from my workstation to the planes on time. Um, of course I'm late every now and then, but I'm just saying, I try to make sure everything in my zone is going to be on that plane. So what he was doing, he was going to I need to keep this this business this going, so I'm gonna do what I can. So what he decided to do, he was like, you know what? They he just came up with this idea one day when he was sitting around, and a lot of my friends were like this. They put hot stuff on everything. Uh, all my uh, my Mexican friends, and I never ate that. I'm like, why do you, how do you guys eat that? Um, he was sitting there watching them put hot sauce and everything on these. Um, I can't remember what these little chips are called. Uh, I was always seeing them at swap meets. So I see the guy selling them on the corners and everything. So he was like, you know what? Let me go get all the spices I can. Let's try to create something. So he went and got. Um, they have like, uh, I guess, bins of uh, the leftovers stuff. I mean, the stuff that they don't like the rejects. Let's just say that. Uh, for those of you who have been to um, what's that jelly bean place in Fairfield? Uh, jelly Belly. You can buy all the little different flavors that they got, but then they have these bags of the rejects. And it's all the crazy looking shaped ones. They don't actually look like the actual jelly bean. Sometimes some are stuck together or they just didn't come out right. But they sell all those. So he had the, he had the, like the rejects of the Fritos. So he took some of those home and uh, not the Fritos, the Cheetos. And they were putting spices, all kinds of different spices, all kinds of Mexican spices. They went to all these different Mexican Mexican uh, stores to to see what they come. And then they were testing them on each other with their family. And one of his little sons was like, oh, man, this is hot. But he goes, but I liked it. And he kept eating more. So what he did is he 
mixed it all up and got the 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 spice or the little the, whatever the little hot stuff he got all over Cheetos, and he shipped it off to the CEO to have him try it. Look, he gave him a, a whole letter. This is I'm t- basically telling you guys the whole movie. Uh, he told him, this is it. This is this is what I think is gonna save us. And the CEO went for it. And I'll stop with my review there. But it was an interesting story. I just turned it on to let me just watch this because one of my friends posted about it. And she was like, oh, my God, it made me laugh. It made me cry. And I was like, I thought it was a TV series for some reason. And then I said, oh, it's a movie. So also, right. so I just turned it on and I was doing what I was doing. And but it, it, it kept my attention on what the story was. Did it make me want to go eat those things? Hell no. I hate them, but I liked it. And there was one scene in there that that I'll tell you, it was like um, everybody was buying up all the the flame. If you go to the store now, go to your liquor store, grocery store, Walmart, wherever. If you go and look in the chip section, it's not just flaming hot Cheetos anymore. It's flaming hot Fritos, flaming flaming hot Funyuns, flaming hot this and that. Uh, They put it on all kinds of stuff. And and everyone was just buying it up when when it when it became a hit, everybody was buying it all up. When was this? Uh, not today, but the the day before, I went into a gas station to get a drink, and there was this little Mexican girl and her brother, and it was just like the movie. And dude, that actually put a tear in my eye. It made me smile. They went and bought all the different flaming hot things that they had. On the the chip rack, and they had. Dude, I shit you guys not. I'm not making this up. They had arms full of the Funyuns, the Fritos, the Cheetos, and the whatever else. There's even um, if you guys are sunflower or sunflower seed eaters, the the spits, I believe. There's flaming hot spits. I'm like, man, they they really put this stuff everywhere. So it was cool to see those kids that had all that stuff and they threw it all on the counter and they bought it and they're all happy, had bag full and then they, they walked out of the store. I was like, wow. And this is after I saw the movie. And I was like, whoa. Um and yeah, this movie is is hitting it. Everyone's talking about it and in and, and my little circles and, and the my social media and everything. And like I said, I don't eat those things. I could care less. But this movie and this story was awesome. It was it was a really, really good film. Um, I'm going to put it on my best of list right now. Uh, who knows? Will it stay there? I don't know. We still got a ton of movies coming. But for something that I could care less about, I thought this was a really, really good story on Richard Montanez and what he did for Frito-Lay. And I don't know. I can't. I don't remember exactly. They said what year this this happened, but and it was it was a while ago because these flaming hot things have been on the shelves for a long time now. At least since the nineties, right? Yeah. So, and my kids all eat it. All of them love it. I I don't. I mean, Buster will sit there and eat it with. Wow! Um, wow! With Eric. <laughs> I mean, it even crossed over into um, Res Dogs. The, the the little uh, the little hot chips that they were eating that uh, Laura Dannon was tearing up her stomach. <laughs> That's what I keep telling Eric. I said, man, you go to the doctor, man. It, it looks like your stomach's probably all messed up from eating these things, but I don't know. But again, if you guys have Hulu, Disney Plus, 
check out Flaming Hot. It's a really, really good story on how this guy came up with this idea to save Frito-Lay. So I was like, when the movie was over, I was, that was, that was a good, that was a really good movie. So definitely check this film out. I highly recommend it. I want to watch it again. I was telling uh, my wife and um, I said, you need to sit there and watch this movie with your son since he eats all this shit. So she was like, all right. So I think they're going to watch it sometime uh, this week. But again, like I want to watch it again. I thought it was a really, really good movie. So definitely check out Flaming Hot on Disney Plus or Hulu. All right. The next movie, uh, I actually saw this a few weeks ago, but we've we've been doing other things here on the E-Society. It was a new movie. It came out uh, earlier this month, June 2nd. And this is The Boogeyman, uh, rated PG-13, horror mystery. Yeah, I can go with that. Uh, high school student, is it Sadie or Sandy? I can't remember. Harper and her younger sister, Sawyer, are still reeling from the, the recent death of their mother. They're not getting much support from their father, uh, Will, a therapist who's dealing with his own intense pain. When a desperate patient unexpectedly shows up at their house seeking help, he leaves behind a terrifying supernatural entity that preys on the families and feeds on the suffering of its victims. This is directed by Rob Savage. That was Google. Let me see what IMDb has to say about this thing. Um... Come on, slow internet. Still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, teenage girl, and younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it is too late. Again, directed by Rob Savage, written by Scott Beck, Brian Woods, and Mark Heyman, and this stars Sophie Thatcher as Sadie Harper, a Chris... Mez, Mezna, Mesnia, I don't know, as Will Harper. Donald, ooh, he was the spot in uh, Suicide Squad. David Das Malachan, I don't know how to say his last name. He plays Lester Billings. He was also in, um, I know he was in uh, Dark Knight. Uh, Ant Man, he was one, he was the, the Russian guy uh, that was running around with uh, Michael Pena. And. Vivian Lair Blair, Princess Leia. She played Sawyer. Like if you, if you guys remember, before uh, before I even saw this film, I said the only reason I'm going to see this movie is because of Princess Leia. And uh, man, this little gal can act. I'm not just saying this because she's Princess Leia. I was watching a little video that she had on her uh, Instagram. Saying that she had watched uh, some horror, a few horror movies to to gear her up for this role. This movie was kind of it was intense. I again I liked it. I thought it was really good. a lot of people were saying, "Oh, this movie's stupid. It's just the same old thing we've seen before." A lot of these movies that come out now, I always say this: that it's stuff we've seen before, just did, told different ways and everything. Especially this type of story. It wasn't a movie uh, just about a supernatural force. It was about grieving the loss. The, the, this family lost uh, their mother. And there was another character that came in, that uh, the loss of his whole family. So 
uh, that's how the film goes. Because this guy comes into uh, their dad's uh, therapy office and, and talk to the the guy that played the spot him. He comes in and he's trying to tell them about. Uh, he's asked. They were at. People were actually. His whole family was killed. Uh, that character name was Lester Billings. People were saying that that he killed his family, and but there was no proof that he had he had done it. But he came in when he was telling the uh, Will Harper, the therapist, uh, Little Princess Leia's dad. That's all I see in my eyes now. Um, that he goes because he the therapist guy knew who he was, and he goes, I just need help. There's something that's that's bothering me and all this, and he was just trying to help him, but then he was acting really weird, so he kind of left the room, and then he heard something, and he came back, and uh, something tragic happened. I won't go into what happened, but and that was the start. Uh, basically, that guy died, and he passed on the curse of this supernatural force. And that was what was from the movie, the rest of the movie. This is only in the first maybe 15, 20 minutes. And the rest of the movie is this family, this guy and his two daughters dealing with this supernatural evil force, uh, trying to get him. This movie was full of jump scares. They're totally predictable, but they made me jump every time something happened. Uh, The movie is really, really dark. Like dark, as in like light and dark light so i like that aspect the thing i did have an issue with was the actual boogeyman it was cool when they were showing it like in the shadows and everything but when you get to the end and you actually kind of see it i was kind of like okay it reminded me of uh how dr smith looked at the end of uh that movie lost in space when he became that big spider looking creature kind of reminded me of that um, it didn't have like eight legs or anything, but it, it, it gave me that vibe on how that how Dr. Smith looked at the end of Lost in Space. It kind of reminded me of that. Um, the CGI wasn't the greatest when we see it, but it's it's minimal when they show it. So I was I was OK with it. But overall, as a whole, as a PG-13 horror film, because that seems to be all we're getting lately. I thought it was a really good movie. Um Eric and I, Eric didn't know nothing about it. I really didn't know anything about it either. I said, come on, let's go see this. And he goes, man, that was pretty good. And I'm like, I I was too, man. I was like, man, this is good. But Little Princess Leia, I want nothing but big things for this young little woman. She can carry a role and make it good. We saw her as Princess Leia, how little snarky and snotty she was on on Obi-Wan. Uh, I need to watch Bird Box again. I, she was younger in that, and I really don't remember. Uh, I remember a little girl in it, but I wasn't really paying attention to her um, then. But in this film, she was selling her role good in this. I mean, I felt her pain. I felt her being scared uh, when she needed to be. And man, I was, I was, I was in for it. I want to see this again. I'll buy this when it comes out. And the other, the other shocker thing to me, this was a Stephen King short story, which I did not know. So uh, one of my friends read that story, and he said it was a little different than, but all, every every time they adapt Stephen King's stories into movies, it's always changed. So, but 
Um, but Stephen King said he liked it. Usually he didn't really care for all these movies they made. A lot of the stuff they made in the 80s, he was like, they just didn't didn't do his stories justice. But um, again, when they said this story based off of Stephen King, I was like, whoa, um, I didn't know that. But yeah, man, this movie was good. I liked it. I want to see it again. I, I know what's going to happen, and I'll probably still jump. But I thought it was a really, really good movie. I mean, for I think if you want to, if you think your your younger ones are old enough, if, if you're a horror watcher like I am, would I show this to my grandsons now? No, they're a little too young because I don't feel like them sleeping with me uh, for the rest of their lives. Because um, when I introduced horror movies to my kids, they were ten years old. Because I remember when Tiga came up to me, and goes, "Hey, I want to watch." She was having a slumber party for her birthday. She goes, I, I want to watch a horror movie. Is there anything that we can watch? And I had to go through my library. I always went to Poltergeist, the original one, not that bullshit remake. Ugh, trash. Hashtag not my Poltergeist. So I said, you know what? This has got a lot of, for a PG film, there's blood and gore, like blood and gory gore. When guys tearing his face off. Different times in the 80s, boys and girls. And ghosts and monsters and all that in that film. I said, okay, here, check this one out. She loved it. All my kids, they all saw it when they turned 10. Every one of them. Tiga, Marky, Kyle, Eric. They all love that film. So, because one of my friends, because you think a six or seven year old can handle this? I'm like, well, what have they seen up to this point? You know, well, not much. I said, no, then, because this. This will probably make them afraid of the dark. So I advise, uh, if you think your kids are old enough to handle uh, a horror movie, again, it's PG-13, um, but it was spooky. It will probably make you be afraid of the dark. Um, I don't like doors open anyway, like closets. I mean, even if I didn't see this movie. But when I got home, I made sure that closet, because the way I lay on my bed, I'm facing the closet. I always walk over and, even again, before I saw this movie, I make sure that door is shut. But this time, when I got home that night, I remember laying down telling Renee, I said, I'm scared. She went, why? I said, it goes, that movie I watched. So I went and pushed the door like extra hard and made sure it was shut. Um, I, I don't, I, I was always like that, everyone. I mean, I don't, I don't look under the bed at night. I don't, I make sure the doors are all locked and uh, windows are shut and everything. But I, I can't lay there and sleep with a, closet open i know you it's just me i don't know i just have that feeling something's in there staring at me is it because of all the horror movies i watch of course <laughs> that's what scares me 50 51 years old ever almost 52 but it, no leave that door shut <laughs> the thing that scared me the most uh recently with, with it was in the last few years to go around and make sure all my doors are shut and all my windows are locked is that documentary about the Night Stalker on Netflix. Dude, that shit was scary. <laughs> that was hella scary. So if you guys haven't seen that, check that one out. It'll make sure you all your windows and doors are locked. You don't know who's out there. But The Boogeyman, I thought it was a really, really good film. It was a good, really, a good little ghost story. And uh, I liked what was happening in the whole thing. And again, shout out to Little Princess Leia. She was amazing in this film. Definitely check it out if it's still showing in your area. I think it's on its last run, so get out there before it disappears. All right. I got one more movie for you guys. 
And for your last go. one here, I just want to say early in the year we recorded a pod when I first saw the preview for this, and I guaranteed back then that this was going to be on your uh, end of year top 10. So I hope I'm right. <laughs> did you see it? I did not. But you, um, I was like, this is going to be on the Nez's end of year top 10. So I hope I'm right. <laughs> I had no idea what this movie was. One of my buddies was telling me to go see it. He had texted me. He had just walked out of the theater and said, dude, you got to go see this movie. Said, well, what is it? I think I'm pronouncing it right. I might not be. I, it's S-I-S-U-C-S-U. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Um, This movie came out uh, April 28th. I guess it was in the theater. Well, he, he saw it in the theater, and I, it wasn't in the theater around me. Uh, and then another buddy of mine saw it. Uh, he, I guess he rented it and watched it. And he told me, he's like, dude, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, no. I said, you're like the second person that told me to watch this. So I was like, okay. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't read about or read anything on what it was about. I didn't watch any trailers. I just found it. And I um, started it. But yeah, again, if I'm saying this wrong, don't don't laugh at me. Uh, Sisu, Rated R. Uh, it, I guess it probably did like festival runs last year, but it was released this year. So I'm going to count it this year. Action War. It was only an hour and a half. That's where I was kind of like, hour and a half? That's it for like a war movie? I'm like, okay. Uh, during the last days of World War II, a solitary prospector crosses path with Nazis on a scorched earth retreat in northern Finland. <laughs> Excuse me. When the, when the soldiers decide to steal his gold, spoiler alert, they quickly discover they just tangled with no... They, uh, they quickly discover they just tangled with no ordinary miner. Oh my god. This is directed by... J. J. Mary, I, I don't know. I'm saying I'm wrong. Helander, um, and this stars Jorma Tomela. I think I say it. A Mimosa Willamo, Willamo, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try with everyone's last names. But that was uh, Google. What does is there IMDb? Yeah, that has to be. Anyway, but all right. Anyway, I'm, okay. Here's the IMDb one. Um, again, I knew nothing of this film. I didn't even see any trailers. When an ex-soldier who discovers gold in 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 the Lapland wilderness tries to take the loot into the city, Nazi soldiers led by a brutal SS officer battle him. Uh, again, director also wrote this story. Those are everyone that was in the movie. I did not recognize anyone, any of the actors, any of the Nazis in this film, uh, much less the main guy. And the thing that was really cool about this is the main character did not talk until the end of the film. But I won't tell you what happened at the end of the film. But over, all right, this is, this is what I thought of the film. This movie was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. I... Nobody again. Nobody told me what it was about or what was what was in it. I just turned it on. It started off to be like, eh. It, it reminded me of a Quentin Tarantino movie because it was broken up in chapters. The first chapter was called The Gold, and it already said this in one of the little synopsises I read. 
he's out doing his thing, living his life, just some loner out in the prairie, wherever the hell they were in Finland. Uh, and he was mining in this little stream and he found a little speck of gold. So he figured, well, shit. So he started to really, really dig. And he came across like the mother load, I guess. And he broke up all the gold he could. And then he was, he set out on his journey. Uh, I assume to take it to the city to whoever buys gold. And along his way, he, this is all during World War II. He starts uh, in his entanglement with the Nazis, and the story just gets nuts from there all the way to the end. <laughs> this, like I say, because if you got Quentin Tarantino's movies, they're, they're nuts, they're crazy, they're unbelievable action and situations that go on. And that's how this one was. And it also reminded me of like an Indiana Jones adventure type of thing. He was discovered the gold. He's trying to get away like, like Indiana Jones fighting the Nazis, trying to save the girl and get to the end to deal with whatever he found. And that's what happened in this film. But along the way was amazing. A lot of practical effects. This movie is really violent. Blood, gore, everything that I love was in this movie, and I was there for it. I don't know if this is for sale yet, but if when it is, I'm buying it. Because this movie was awesome. I was like, ah, I was I was screaming as, as this film was as as the things were going on that this guy was getting into. Uh, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it's just totally far-fetched and unbelievable, but because one of my friends saw it and he goes, man, this movie was stupid, man. That that would never happen. I'm like, just dude, just enjoy what's on the screen. I mean, like Indiana Jones. I mean, all the craziness that he gets, there's no blood and, well, there's blood and gore in. Um, I guess it was blood and gore in all of them, <laughs> really. I mean, the, especially the, the first one, as well as Temple of Doom when uh, that guy's pulling guys' hearts out. But um, but yeah, man, this this movie was tough. I could not believe it. I wish I would have been able to see this on the big screen. So I, I don't know if it got that big of a push because I only heard about it from two people, two of my friends. I didn't hear well, anybody. I it at the start of the year, but that was like when I saw the first preview. So that was like months ago that I mentioned it. So I'm not surprised you don't remember. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I never heard anything. I mean, all the pods that I listen to, no one has talked about this movie. And I listen to action movies and all that, and action pods, and no one ever talks about it. Brian and I are definitely going to cover this, <laughs> everybody, because I want to watch this again. And like I said, I'm buying it as soon as it comes out. Um, if you don't do, I say buy it if you don't see it by, by then. Um you can rent it wherever you rent movies. It's it's there, or you can buy it for nineteen ninety nine. I see here on Prime. Will I get a steel book? Of course, they're not going to make this a steel book. But if they do, I'm getting it. But however they put this out uh, in physical media, I know we're getting away from physical media because it seems like everyone's not doing them anymore. But Walmart and all that still carry it all. So, but man, this movie was amazing on what was happening this gentleman on his journey uh, through the Nazi territory and we all hate Nazis <laughs> so 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome, man. It just I mean, like I said, the practical effects. There's a scene where this guy steps on a mine. Uh, if that was CGI, it was good CGI. But this when this dude steps on it, that his body just boosh, blows into a billion pieces. All of, I was like, oh. And there's a scene where this one guy gets stabbed, and oh my god, that was awesome. And it was. It was nuts. This movie was crazy on what was happening in it. And it's only an hour and a half, so it flew by. And I've only watched it once so far. I definitely want to watch this again. And I don't know who this gentleman is, and I don't know what else he's done. Um, Maybe he's just one of those guys that does crazy action movies. Let me see what else he has done. Um, I never heard of any of these films that it was in something called the christmas party big game rare exports he's got 52 uh acting credits that's what it says here but i don't know i, I don't know. I have to look into some of these other things that, that he has done but yeah this movie was amazing i thought it was tough i loved it i mean so i'm i'm glad that i i knew nothing about this film and I just sat down and enjoyed every minute of it because like, it was it was a it was a joy ride from beginning to end. Like I said, it starts off a little slow in the beginning, but once he gets sets out on his adventure and then we find out later who he is, oh man, it was glorious. Definitely check this out. I don't know if it's playing in the theaters wherever you are. Maybe it might be in the small little art theaters or whatever, but I don't know, but I know you can rent it and uh, all that. So definitely check it out. As soon as we, as soon as it's on some streaming site from Netflix or whatever, I'll let you guys know. Because I, I, if you like these type of films, this isn't a film for everyone. You don't like uh, the war films that that are bloody and gory and everything. It's probably not for you. And if you can be one of those ones, oh, this, this will never happen. Don't watch it then. If you like this crazy nonsense that I like, this was down my alley, and I was there for it, and it was ah, getting a cramp in my leg. But yeah, check this movie out. Again, I might be saying this wrong, uh, Sisu or whatever, however you say it. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, there is uh, times when they're speaking, um, I guess Finnish? Uh, is that the la- how you say their language? I don't know. Um, and there was times that they were speaking German. Um, what I saw, there was no subtitles, but <laughs> so, but you kind of figure out what they were saying. But yeah, definitely check this film out, everyone. This this movie is amazing. All right, I think it was just well, it was just those three movies, right? That I said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was all I got. So yeah, check out uh all the movies we we're talking about. But Flaming Hot is streaming. You could go to the theater. For Boogeyman and Transformers is still in the theater. So, all righty, let's roll into TV. And I don't have anything. So, take it away. All right. Yeah, I got three. All uh, pretty pretty quick. Uh, I guess I'll go from the quickest to, the, I guess, the one I have the most to say about. Uh, first, I guess I'll mention uh, On Patrol Live. Uh, I've mentioned in the past that TV show. Uh, <laughs> Live PD, you remember me talking about that? Yeah. Uh, so it went away, 
but now it's back as on patrol live basically the same show they just rebranded it and whatever uh the main reason i wanted to bring it up because uh it's like the perfect show to have on in the background it's just like every once in a while you know something interesting happens they're just falling around it's basically cops but uh, the funniest thing i found on it is just like a observement of human nature is uh people's reaction to the camera people that are traveling around with these cops there's the two most common uh reactions number one is can i sue you you don't have my permission in which the cops have to tell them well we're out in public they're documenting me they it's you know it isn't (laughs) wait who says this the just random people all right everyone really quick I watch a lot of those uh, those First Amendment audio videos, and it's always the same argument. You need my permission to take my picture. You need permission to to film me. I don't want to be filmed. Turn that off. I I don't know. I just get some enjoyment in that. Do some of these guys do that to get a rise out of you? Of course they do. But the ones that I watch are the guy. These guys are just out there, not. They're just standing there with cameras. People come up to them, and then that's when all the drama starts. Of course, some police get involved. Some uh, some of these cops don't know the law, so they got to argue with them. But most of the guys show up, hey, I know what you're doing. It's your right. I have no issue with what you're doing. But they called us. I got to come out and investigate it. So, yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, if you see somebody taking pictures of wherever if they're standing on a public sidewalk they can whatever they can see they can film they can take pictures of it you may not like it but that's that's the law yeah read the constitution i know a lot of people don't read it i mean there's a lot to the constitution but those rules are there for you for you and me to to know the police should know it all but some of these officers (laughs) don't (laughs) continue it's funny how that is by far and away the number one thing. Like, oh, you don't have my permission. Like, can I sue you? They say that. That is so often. And they're like, no, we're out in public. They're just documenting me. Whatever. Like, no, you can't sue. No, it's, you know, they can't, don't have to stop. It's allowed, whatever, in public. The second reaction, a lot more funny, <laughs> is people start dancing. <laughs> Because they're on camera. And uh, obviously, that's a lot funnier. Hey! <laughs> they start dancing. So, uh, I just wanted to mention that on the pod just because it was just a, a funny observant of uh, human nature. It's either, uh, can I sue you or uh, they start dancing. <laughs> yeah, people get nuts when cameras are around. Either they're against it or they don't care. And then, yeah, hey! are doing whatever <laughs> that's my buddy he does that <laughs> he yeah. doesn't care he'll do that to the security camera <laughs> yeah oh the way really really quick the other thing that, that always makes me hella laugh uh sometimes they the the guys that i watch they'll be standing in front of a um a dispensary and they come out you can't be here you you can't film my private business you can't you can't film my customers because then some of the customers get involved in it you can't be filming this place. Cameras aren't allowed around here. And then the auditor will go, well, you got a camera right there. That's for my security. 
And then they go, well, this is for my security. And then it, it turns into a big hoopla. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> honestly, like at this point, especially like if you're dealing with the police, I don't. Please, like, yeah, document it. It actually is in your benefit. Like if they're, uh, if they are indeed doing you wrong, it's better to have it on tape. That way you got proof. So, uh, you know, it's not surprising. Obviously, if you are up to no good, you don't want that on tape. <laughs> yeah, but but some, some of the cops just... Well, again, most of the ones I watch, most of the guys are cool. They always start off, I know what you're doing. It's your right to do it. I have no problem with it. But some of the cops just, oh, you can't do that. Nah. And I like the guys that to get back at it. Well, then you need to go back to the academy and learn the law. There was one that I watched. Uh, sorry, everyone, just step all over him. There was one dude. He was he was outside of a, like a sheriff's station or something. No, it was a police station. He was on the sidewalk. And these two cops came up to him. They wanted his ID. And they wanted to know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You don't have to tell them nothing. You have that right to remain silent. They even say that to you. They tell you, yes. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to show them your ID unless they, it depends on what state you are, everyone. Yeah. Uh, a lot you, of these ones you do, it seems like, but uh, yeah. You you have to, they have to have the like articulate, whatever the terminology is. Basically, they, they need to prove that there's a reason for them to ask you for it. If you know you didn't do anything, you go, I don't have to show you nothing. I don't even have to talk to you. And they'll do whatever they can to try to get that ID out of you. Oh, yeah. They'll put you in handcuffs. They'll put you in the car. If you that, if you're gonna hold on, stand strong, and know your rights. Yeah, the so-called they can detain you. I hear that's the word. Like they can detain you, but they can't arrest you. Yeah, so they can hold you in cuffs in the car, but uh, yeah, they can't they take can't, you away. They can't unless, book you <laughs> unless they have all that. Because I mean, they'll. They'll search you and they'll take your wallet and everything. And if you want to go through the whole thing of uh, dealing with a court battle, then go for it. That's yeah. your right. But if you're up to no good and that's your, that's on you. But yeah. these guys that, that, that have done, they've dealt with this, man, they, they don't give them anything. Because one guy, they got him and that he wasn't telling them anything. He wasn't giving them nothing. So they put him in cuffs. They took him into the police station. They had him sitting in the waiting room. Uh, those two cops that did it went to the back. Two more cops came out. One of them was like a captain and I guess a lieutenant. And the other one of the cops that was standing there guarding that guy that was in handcuffs. He had like a GoPro on, so he filmed the whole thing. Um, that was on his chest. They came out, uncuff him, and they were like, "You are sorry, man. You're free to go." He was like, "Oh no, 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 no." I want this form. I want that form. I want everybody's name and badge number. He goes, this, no, this cannot stand. That guy turned it out to be a creep. The, the, I used to uh, watch his, his videos because he, he did a lot of stuff that I, I thought was cool. But I found out he was a creep and he was like touching underage girls or something like that. Oh. So I, I quit watching that guy. But he knew his rights. I don't know why he didn't know the right about not touching uh, underage kids. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you got to know if you're going to do that type of stuff, you have to know the law. Don't think just because you watched a few videos. I, I don't know the law. I've just known what, what they say. I don't yeah. know the whole Constitution. So but yeah, they, they, they 
they those these get these auditors, man. They they know what they're doing. They'll they'll read they'll read off right. uh, whatever uh, policies that these police stations or sheriff stations have and everything. I've seen these guys go up, up against FBI uh, departments and everything. Yeah. It, it's crazy, man. But no, I mean seriously, everyone, know your rights. If you know you are innocent and you're going to stand strong, not give them an ID or not talk to them, that's on you. You, it, you, you as a person make that decision. You can give them your ID. You can tell them whatever they want to hear. And they may try to put something else on you, too, from what yeah. I'm seeing in the show. It is actually funny, too, how many times people say that, that I know my rights. But then they immediately say something that actually isn't true. And they, like, contradicts themselves. Like, they say it, and then they clearly don't know their rights. Like, they'll <laughs> say the thing about, like, you don't have my permission to, to film me. Like, there was wow. there was one there was one I watched. He wasn't an auditor. He was a uh, Uber driver, and they pulled they uh, whoever that he was dropping off was up to no good. So the cops were uh, dealing with him, and when they came around, he started filming it. He was just sitting in his car, and they were dealing with that guy. And they were like, "Hey, we need to see your your ID and everything." So he showed him his uh, his driver's license, everything, because he was he was sitting in the car. Um, but then they were saying, you can't, you can't film that's against the law. And he was like, uh, what law is this? He goes, is this something new? One of those cops straight up said, yeah, just the other day, you can't do that. And he went, well, that's new to me. And he goes, cause I'm a lawyer. He was only, he, he worked mm -hmm. at the, the courthouse. He was a lawyer and he only, he was just doing Uber to make some extra cash for whatever. And one of the cops recognized him because have I seen you before? He goes, yeah. He goes, I seen you at the courthouse. He goes, Yeah, I'm always at the courthouse. So then, then their tune started to change when they found right. out who who he was and that, that he was a lawyer. Sure. That sure. guy that said the guy that said the cop that said, um, no, man, it was a new law. He disappeared quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone, if you know know your rights seriously, not just if you're gonna be an asshole, you're gonna be an asshole, but know your rights. I mean, yeah. Even if just because they're a cop doesn't mean like they know it all. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I so you got to say, though, watching this, you see like for the most part, like it actually is quite interesting, like how much people actually escalate stuff that like doesn't need to be escalated. Even if like they're so-called up to no good, it is even even that big. Like people always like seem to make things worse than they are like. I don't know how many times I've been watching this and it's like they like run or something like that. They try to, you know, drive away. They try to flee, you know, and so they'll get like that charge, the so-called not stopping for blue lights as I hear them throw out. But uh, they eventually, obviously, they always get him. And when they get him, they're like, you ran because of like whatever, like a suspended license, like. You would have got like a warning, like it wouldn't have been nothing, and you made it something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you run, that's on you. If you get yeah. caught and you get whatever, you get jail time or you get beat up or whatever, that's on you. I mean, some of these videos when we see these cops beating beating people up, sometimes these people deserved it. <laughs> So that's yeah, my well, opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion. I, 
if you if, no, if if you no, I'm, the, the the people that deserve it are the ones that are that do dirt. Yeah. If if they were doing dirt and they got caught and they get beat up by the cops, that's your own fault. Your own fault. Okay, here's here's, a, here's an example. A buddy of mine, he was underage. He stole some beer. And he, the cops saw him and he ran from them. He ran for like blocks and then they finally caught him and they beat the hell out of him. <laughs> so, well, still, I, I, I don't know if that was that, but it's like, I, I feel like actually the, the so-called live PD on patrol live, whatever it helps. And these body cams, like it helps them not <laughs> misbehave, you know? Because they it, are that, the that, 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 that dude. Look at as all far these as videos. The police conduct goes. I'm saying, like, no, dude, it doesn't. I mean, it, it hurt. It, I think so. The good cops, yes. The bad cops, they're gonna do bad shit. Whatever. There's tons of videos of body cam of them just doing it, saying this is okay. This is what happened. And then when you see the body cam, that's not what they said. Right. Or 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 mysteriously. The volume gets cut off. Sure. They, they'll turn off the volume. The video will still be rolling, but then it's always mysteriously the volume. Right. So, I mean, these, the, the, again, I've said this before. I have friends that are sheriff's department and friends that are in the police department. There's good and bad people everywhere. I know some people don't think so. There's good and there's bad police. Which is my a shame because, you know, I always throw out when we talk about that, like, if there's good and bad pilots, you have uh, people flying planes in the mountains. But you have to have good pilots, so. Yeah, it's, it's just there's good and bad people out there, everyone. I mean, no matter what the age is, I mean, it's, 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 that's just life. It sucks. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, man, because I, wa I watch a lot of those things, man, a lot of these videos, man, especially with these cops that are up on charges for this and that. Oh yeah, and you sure. you watch these videos. It's on the news, man. They they just I I get it. Their adrenaline is flowing. And oh yeah, no, I get that part. But still, it doesn't excuse like whatever. Like and what I actually see a lot on live PD is like it's actually interesting how many mistakes I see made there. Which it's like oh you could have done that better. Like or oh you could have done this you could have done that it's interesting and i'm just watching you know like i, get I think, it. They, I think they have the better control and more knowledge like on this show or cops is because they they got you you can see this big camera following you right, right there i think maybe that's probably why we don't see any of that on those shows or maybe they do film it and they just don't they don't air it yeah. i don't know yeah. but with everyone everybody has a camera on them yeah. And there's security cameras everywhere, everywhere you go. Yeah. Just assume wherever you think you're at, there's some, there's a camera pointing at you. Yeah. And also it's funny everything. when they get on a scene with like a bunch of people and they're recording, like some people think that like, oh, like them recording, like is supposed to like, oh, what are you doing? Don't, but actually at least on live PD, like they've already got cameras with them. They're like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, People that are recording, like, yeah, you can record just like, you know, if you, especially if they're not involved, like, you know, not, you know, be right on top of the scene. <laughs> the the but, people that are recording like uh, accidents or whatever incidents that are happening to believe yeah. there's, you got to be so many feet away 
from them. Right, right. right. I don't know, it was like a hundred feet, or I don't, I don't know the, the distance, but you, you can't be right in there with the action filming. Yeah. Unless right. you just happen to be filming whatever, and it breaks out right in front of you. There's nothing you could do. You were already standing there when everything is going sideways. But like, if you come across something, you can't walk right up to it. I wouldn't. Because right. you don't know what something could happen, some a firearm could go off for whatever reason. Because there's always a struggle uh, on what's going on. So I don't know. Just just be careful. If if you choose to walk around and film everything, I mean, again, stay in public areas because that's when you can do it. Right, right. You you it, could film. I think you could film in airports. You could, you can film in uh, uh, places that that are public. It's got to be public's got to be in there because there's, there's some of these guys that go into post office. And film, and then there's these big old uproars of people in there. You can't film me. You don't have my permission. And then some of these people, the postmasters and all that, you guys can't film, and you can't film in here. It's against the law. It's against the law. But there's the only reason I know. Plus, I've checked it. There's a there's a there's a, a poster on the wall. It's actually like the size of a piece of paper. It's called Poster Seven. It's got all the rules and conducts uh, of the post office, and I can't remember which one, but there it's there. It says you can take. You can take pictures and everything in in the the public area in the foyers of the post office, video or pictures. You can do that. So every time those people go off and flip out and everything, even the cops get called. They go, look, it says it right here. But sometimes the postmasters flip out. I don't care what that says there. You can't. But I don't know. And then it, then it gets into a big legal battle. Even the cops, man, they come in and they try. Well, you got to leave. You got to leave your trespass. And they go for what? And then why? Because, oh, they don't want you doing this in there. And he goes, but the rules are right there. But I don't know, man. It's just it's just people. People yeah, being people. It's just people. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last two things real quick on it, and I'll move on. Um, they follow a couple of departments in Florida, one in Daytona, um, one in South Carolina. I think they got, like, Indiana, Ohio, um, outside of Vegas in Nevada and then Fullerton in California. And with just those handful, like it's actually amazing. Like every one of these episodes, there's like chases, like all the time, people running and flipping cars and, and crashing into gas station and, 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 um, electric poles. And I'm like, damn, like, I can't believe this stuff is happening out there every day. Like it really is. And it's like, it's wild, you know, that's just, just how the world is, man. There's something going on. Maybe just nice and calm in your area, but there's always something going on somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes just, me, I would think that all the time. I'm like, damn, that is relatively calm here compared to, Oh, well, who knows? It might be calm in your area and maybe somewhere a few miles away. All hell's breaking loose. Yeah. I can't help but think that too. I'm like, oh, is that some chase? <laughs> yeah, just be weary of your surroundings and and just uh, life's a risk. Waking up every day, yes. <laughs> just just got to be careful out there, everyone. I mean, it's, yeah. don't live in fear. No, just no. be careful. Just, yeah, just be careful out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's crazy world. Right. Anyways, enough on uh, on patrol. Uh, they have like what is that on? Episodes. They have like ninety episodes on uh, Peacock. Plus, they <laughs> add like another two every weekend. They actually do it live on Fridays and Saturday nights. So 
So I'd buy like Sunday, there's another two episodes. So, but yeah, it's like the perfect show to put on. Cause like I can totally zone it out and miss like 10 minutes. I'd love to find like shows like that where I can do my laundry, walk out of the room, be on the phone, doing other stuff and having something on. And then it's like something like exciting will happen and like as a chase and it catches my attention. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting, but, uh, yeah, the uh, other one I wanted to quickly mention, uh, Dadliest Catch. Um, Wait, really quick. These shows are two hours? Yeah, because, well, no, there's like three when they air with commercials, but on Peacock, there's no commercials, so it's nice. <laughs> that's still two hours of this? Yeah, and that's why it's perfect to like have it on in the background while you're doing another nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought these were like... Uh, that hour, half hour episode. Do you do two hour episodes? Damn. They are. And like I said, there's like 90 of them on there, I think. So I just got into a few and then I was like, oh, there's new ones from this past weekend. Like, oh, I put on the first one of those on earlier. <laughs> really quick again. Uh, the thing that I loved was that one episode on Cops when uh, they were chasing a bad guy and all hell broke loose. Um, the cop was kind of getting overpowered and the camera guy sprung into action and set his camera down and dove in and tackled and helped uh, to detain that dude. I thought, shout out to that cameraman. Uh, you can go on YouTube and watch that video. <laughs> I crazy. haven't seen that on live PD. I see them, you know, running around a lot. You barely even hear them. I heard one. He did ask, like, the, the cops were invited into this place where there was a suspected burglary. And then the cameraman had to be like, he was like, miss, may I enter to record them? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> so you barely ever hear them. <laughs> I'll have to check the show out. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, and it's actually amazing, like, how like how much action there actually is like they're like oh something's going on in florida we're going there oh now they're ch there's some but they're they're racing across town in fullerton and it actually is interesting especially because like the the nevada ones like it's since it's outside las vegas like they're all like dusty road type places <laughs> middle of nowhere type places that's when I wouldn't chase nobody. <laughs> you don't know what's out there. Right, right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, interesting show. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dadliest Catch. Um, I wanted to bring this up because uh, this is an interesting case of... Uh, this show started in, like, 2005. And I actually did watch some of those seasons back then, 2005, 2008 era. But I probably hadn't watched this show in like 10 years. I didn't even really think about it. I didn't even know it was honestly still going because I didn't pay attention to the regular Discovery Channel. But with this new Max Discovery merger thing, I noticed uh, they were highlighting Deadliest Catch on there. So I was like, oh, man, this is still going and i clicked and yeah it had been going the whole time it's on it's like 20th season or something like that 18 seasons i don't know it's it's up there but um you ever seen that show ever at any time because like i like i said like probably for over 10 years i hadn't seen that show <laughs> i have not 
Okay. Yeah, it's basically whatever they they're on boats uh, uh, off the Alaskan coast, uh, riding with these you know crazy waves and these uh, crab fishermen. It's all about uh, putting out the crab pots and, and and doing that. I found the most interesting thing, like I said, watching like over ten years later from when I last did um, one. You got a couple of boats still doing it. And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, I guess it is like a lifelong thing, but like same, same guys, same boats that it was in the early 2000s. Uh, when I first saw the show, they're still on the show, still doing it. So I was like, that's interesting. Uh, the other thing that I was even more interesting was uh, in the early part of the show, one of the guys, he was like a, a newbie or like a greenhorn, they call him. Um, so, yeah, he was like an up-and-comer way back at the start of the show. All these years later, I come back to the show. He's done well for himself. He's a captain now himself. He's got himself like a, a boat of his own. And, you know, they were saying, you know, these are like two, three million dollar boats. And I was like, wow. Like, uh, he did the hard work and uh, it worked out for him. That was kind of cool to see. <laughs> What is this on? Uh, Max, the new right. HBO streamer. Um, uh, the other thing I guess was interesting is like, I guess if it was a thing before, I don't remember them featuring it on the show, but um, it seemed to be this current season, this most recent season, because that's what I checked out. The one that's, I guess, airing now, whenever there's a new episode every week, they put a, a new episode up on Max uh this season they're dealing with uh almost like pirate fishermen like non-licensed um they're just trying to like scam off of the others like the other like put their pots out and like these other like rogue fishermen they either try to like hijack them or uh or uh put pots down right near theirs trying to like you know use their data and stuff like that so i was like i i i don't know if it's like actually a new thing in the world or they just never featured that before but i was like that's interesting <laughs> hmm. i don't know i couldn't do the job <laughs> yeah well it's the kind of job that supposedly like you work like you work hard on these boats it's hard conditions and you work like whenever they need you like, you know, 14 hours a day straight or something like that, maybe more, maybe less. You work whenever there's work to be done and you do it for like hard for like six to eight weeks, but then you would make more than most people make in a year by doing, you go hard for the, the big money. And like I said, this one, this one kid back in uh, the, the, the mid two thousands, he was uh, a newbie and uh, 10 years later, He's a captain of his own, got his own, you know, multi-million dollar boat. <laughs> so, you know, you can make crazy money, you know, like mm. 60,000 in like six weeks, something like that. You got to put in that hard work. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'd, obviously it's, it's hard, you know, <laughs> and you're, you're going crazy on the boat up and down and. 
Yeah, nonstop work, and it's like you're sleeping for an hour. Ah, get up, we need to do this. <laughs> I'd be sick before we even left the harbor. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like I said, if you, I didn't even know the show was still going. Honestly, I mean, I, I knew it, like it was a popular show back in the day, but I was like surprised to see it's been going all these years, and I didn't even know. <laughs> yep. You never uh, went out on any of those fishing boats in your area? Uh one time I was on like a fishing tour thing. It was a uh, Ray uh who the he's like actually kind of the main fisherman around here. Uh Zerling, Captain Zerling, he knows him, so uh we r- rode around on uh, his boat one time. <laughs> Did you fish? No, no. Uh, just cruised around. Yep, yep. Well, well, I, I could probably do the bay, but not out into the ocean. I'd be hurt. Right. Take, take me back. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, all right. Last one for you. Another peacock show. Uh, this is called uh, "Based on a True Story." True crime is an obsession that never dies. A realtor and a former tennis star uh, sees a unique opportunity to capitalize on America's obsession with true crime. This one was interesting for me. The episodes, uh, first one's 44 minutes, then the rest are range from half hour to uh, 23 minutes. So some of them are actually quite short. Um I would, this is a, a rare for me as much as I can binge stuff. Usually it will take me at least two or three sittings to get through something. I actually watched all eight episodes of this, uh, back to back to back. I watched the whole, the whole series in, in, in one run. Um, so obviously I was really into it. Um, the stars, uh, uh, Kaylee Kukwo. Uh, a lot of people know her from uh, big bang. Penny? Obviously. Yeah. She was uh, also uh, recently on that HBO show, The Flight Attendant, which did I Did you really finish liked. that? I did. I tried. It was, it was all right. I liked it. And you know what's funny? Um, both Flight Attendant and now here, based on a true story, it clearly shows I'm pretty positive in real life this this uh, Kaylee is a, a Dateline fan, a true crime head, just as much as I am because uh, with these two projects uh, it's clearly showing that and even mo- more so in this one because it has to deal with um, getting into true crime podcasting and like uh, one part they go to uh, like a true crime convention which I think is actually a thing. I think Investigation Discovery has like a, a con. So, um, no, thank you. <laughs> you know how much I'm into that stuff. So this one like really spoke to me. But this this has the interesting idea of and the twist is there's a, a serial killer out there in L.A. and they're calling him like the West Side Ripper, and basically. Um, with kind of her true crime knowledge, um, they like the the husband and wife. They figure out who it is, and instead of turning him in, they say 
we're not going to turn you in, but you got to do a podcast with us. So that's kind of like the stick of the thing. Like, so they're going to, you know, disguise their voices and they're going to put it out. And that's what it's called based on a true story. That's the name of their pod. So that's the name of the show. So, um, we go from there. Um, there are, um, if I could sell you on the gore angle, it's not like a hugely gory show, but when the kills do come, they are quite violent and gory. So I will sell it to you on that note. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's this on? Max? Is also that a peacock. Uh, oh, Peacock, yeah. I know you said you weren't a fan of uh, the other. Okay, so it's got Kaylee Cuoco, but it's also got uh, Chris Messina. Uh, I, he he has like a face like I was like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy around, but I couldn't uh, tell you anything he's he's been in. When I sent you the poster saying I had watched all of them, you said you didn't like the guy, but uh, I don't even know. He was in Argo, Away We Go, Devil, Ruby Sparks is what he's known for on his IMDb, so... Yeah, yeah. He he, fe- he feels like yeah, it's like that kind of guy. So yeah, Tom Bateman, uh, Priscilla Quintana, Lee June Lee. Yeah, Kaylee's is the main person of note in this. But uh, I like I said, I found it, uh, it really watchable. Obviously, like one episode fed into the another. Like that first one, even though it was 44 minutes, like you want to see where it goes from there. And then they're like 29 minute episodes. So it's like they start to like go really fast and then you want to see what happens next. You want to see what happens next. That kind of thing. So um, before you knew it, I was like, when, when I thought about ending, like there was only like two left. And I was like, okay, well, let me see how the seventh starts. And then it was like, oh, yeah, it's only 23 minutes. And then I was like, okay now i'm on the last episode like i was ready to be done for the night and i was ready to go to bed and i was like it's only 23 minutes this last episode just watch it so i just did and yeah got through the whole the episodes in one and yeah i did really like it um as far as my tv rankings this year funny like i'm loving the peacock content because um uh, I loved uh, Poker Face earlier this year. I, for me, I don't think it tops Poker Face, but I think it has a real chance to make my end-of-year list. I, I did like it that much, and uh, I hope it continues. Um, but we'll see. All righty. That was all you had for TV? Yeah. I did watch something, everyone. I won't go into the whole thing, but this was it was uh, something on Hulu. I was just kind of flipping around. And I found it. Uh, I do get some kind of fascination with all this this stuff. This is something I didn't know. Uh, TMZ investigates. I know you hear TMZ and you go, "What really? That's fake news." All right, whatever. Nine uh, eleven, the fifth plane. Four airliners were turned into weapons of mass destruction on September eleventh, two thousand one. But a fifth plane may also have been. Uh, triggered uh, or targeted by uh, hijackers. TMZ investigates the untold story of flight of United Flight 23 with never never before heard interviews from the crew. Have you seen this? I have not. Dude, watch this. It was it was. I assume it's true that they were talking to the pilots and the flight attendants and everything on on what was going on on this plane. This is a plane that didn't get off the ground. But the, it seemed like there was something 
uh, it could have possibly been a fifth plane that was going to crash into something. But yeah, it, it was it was wild. It was wild on on what what they what these people witnessed. And I'm glad the plane didn't take off because it was on the tarmac. It was on the the taxiway when everything was going when going down. And then that's when when they FAA called and said no, everything's grounded, nothing leaves. They had to go back to the gate, and then some craziness happened. And the FBI came in and everything, found some things. And I'll be here all night telling you what was in it. But if you guys like these type of shows. And you're interested, interested, and you don't know this this story? Check out 9/11, the fifth plane. It's uh, streaming on Hulu. Um, it was it was interesting. I mean, yeah, dude. If you like these type of things, these crime things, watch this, dude. I think it was uh, an hour. I think if that. It's just interviews and some reenactments on what happened on on, on that on that plane, but I. I don't know, man. It, it was weird, and it, it's a mystery. So I don't know. I don't know. Check it out, dude. Watch it, dude. And yeah, but yeah. Again, if you guys are interested in watching this, it's on Hulu. TMZ investigates nine eleven, the fifth plane. I remember that, that popped in my head right a few minutes ago, and I remember to look it up and remember it. But yeah, check that out. Where are we? Sports or yeah. Or Star Wars, because I don't... Sports, sports. I got nothing. Uh, oh, the return of CM Punk uh, Saturday night on uh, WWE, or WWE. AEW's uh, Collision, I think that's what it's called on Saturdays now. Um, Yeah, he came back. Uh, and some people were happy and some won't, but he came back in his hometown, Chicago. And... uh. All hell broke loose. I watched uh, the highlights and everything. I didn't, I didn't get to watch the show. I was gone. But, yeah, as far as sports, that's all I have. All right. Yep. Uh, I think I covered the Nuggets winning their championship last episode. So, uh, like I said then, NBA season is done and wrapped for now. But uh, we do have the NBA draft to look forward to this Thursday. Um uh, Really looking forward to it. Like I've mentioned a million times on the show, uh, used to be my highlight of the year for my Warriors during our down years. Uh, it was always like, who is the, you know, player we're going to get in the top ten in the lottery that uh, is inevitably going to leave us in two to three years? So that's how it used to be for us. But uh, Warriors have the 19th pick this year. Um, also, uh, Draymond opted out of his deal this year, so he's a um, uh, free agent right now technically um most likely he will return to the warriors hopefully it'd be crazy if he did leave somewhere else but obviously uh you might listen to offers if they're made uh, but yeah i'm looking forward to a week of uh draft and trade stuff and yeah i guess that'll do it for sports all right really quick i'm on starwarsnews.net did you see the trailer for Craven the Hunter? No, I just saw it just dropped, though, from what I saw. Oh, it just came out? Yeah. I'm watching it right now. It, he's kick-ass. He ain't Craven. But uh, well, he's also Quicksilver. Yeah, he was only in there for a second. He did two movies of kick-ass, so he's kick-ass. Um, Russell Crowe's in this, too? 
Is this a Sony deal? Yeah, it's a Sony deal because of Spider yes. Spider Man. Um, Russell Crowe's in it. I didn't know that. Has Russell Crowe been in anything? Oh, he was in Thor, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Thor, and he was just in that the uh, uh, like Vatican's Exorcist or something. No, I'm talking like Marvel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he was in Thor. I haven't seen the Pope's Exorcist. I want to see it, everyone. Some people are telling me to see it. Some people are saying it's garbage. I'm not familiar with Craven. I know who he is, and when he's dealing with Spider Man and everything, but are they going to make him like a hero in this? Like they did with Morbius? Hope not. This is coming out in October? Hmm. It looks okay. Of course we're going to watch it. Will Spider-Man pop in it? They'll probably be mentioning, I don't think, or anything. But, damn, Kick-Ass got big. And he's all big and buff. I guess you got it, Max. Craven the Hunter was, whoa, he just bit some guy's nose off. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm in. <laughs> this is the red band trail. Whoa, dude, something just got blasted in the head and they showed it. All right, this movie's rated R. Oh, damn. He just put a, a bear trap over some guy's neck and clothes and blood went everywhere. All right, everyone, I'm in. I hope they didn't just put every all the good stuff in the trailer. Yeah. Dude, this looks awesome. All right, I'm on board, everyone. It's It's... And they just showed yeah. some spiders. Well, I don't know if that's going to deal with Spider-Man. But. You know, interestingly, he actually is in the upcoming... Um, the game comes out the same month. The new Spider-Man video game for PlayStation. Spider-Man 2 that features uh, Miles and Peter Parker as playable characters. Like the previous games uh, in the, the video game series. Uh, symbiote suit uh, Parker though is I don't know if it's how you start the game but it happens during the game and then eventually obviously at some point it's going to leave Parker and uh, Venom will be the enemy but for the majority of the start of the video game actually Craven is the enemy in the video game so uh, really good uh, cross promoting there <laughs> Well, this looks awesome, everyone. If you guys haven't seen Craven the Hunter's Red Band trailer yet, well, check it out. Um, I I wasn't a fan of Craven. I thought he was just a mediocre character, but they're they're making him kick ass, pun intended, uh, in this in this trailer. Uh, I must again. I'm on Star Wars news. Not that, and it was something off on the side. I want trailer. I, I didn't even know that. I knew it was coming, but I didn't. Know. I thought it was still ways away but well the um, biggest news that i have and you might see it on there is also in video game and uh, we got both a uh cinematic trailer and a whole 10 minute gameplay footage trailer for the upcoming uh, star wars outlaws which is interesting it's almost like an assassin's creed uh world version of star wars it's by the people that make assassin's creed ubisoft so um it does look pretty cool especially getting to see the gameplay uh, video and uh, basically looks like you're this outlaw and um 
it's it's set in the year between uh empire strikes back and return of the jedi so uh hide of the empire but also uh syndicates like the pike syndicate and the huts and whatnot so uh looks like it's gonna have a lot of that i don't know do you get a chance to see uh either of those trailers nope what's the, the star wars eclipse check out um no, Star Wars Outlaws. Now, what's Star Wars Eclipse? That's an uh, upcoming game from the people that did Heavy Rain, Detroit, and Beyond Two Souls. Um, it's a style of game where uh, it's kind of like diverging paths. It's a very story-based kind of game. Uh, so I'm also really looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, Outlaws is the one that uh, both had the cinematic trailer and gameplay footage. Eclipse doesn't have any gameplay footage yet, but Outlaws does. So uh, I don't know how soon either one of those is coming out. Like I said, it feels like I think the Eclipse trailer came out like last year and uh, feels like it's still probably at least a year away, if not more. And uh, Outlaws, I think, is, is also next year. So, but. Looks great. <laughs> Just waiting for Ahsoka. That comes out uh, August twenty third. So, yep, we'll be ready for that and everything else. Yeah, everything we've already talked about, acolyte and all that. That's coming next. Ahsoka is the next big Star Wars thing. So that's mm-hmm. uh, we're getting that in a few months. So as soon as that drops, we will be here to tell you what we thought about. Just give us two episodes and don't make them a half hour, please. But it's not up to us. <laughs> but right. All right. Sports, Star Wars, down the drain, uh, collecting. Um, I haven't gotten anything in a while, but I went to Sinister Creature Con down in um, Sacramento, California yesterday. Um, met a few celebrities that I've never met before, and then I was happy to meet them. So I got some autographs. I got my. Uh, Evil Speak Blu-ray signed. It was a film that came out in 1981. And this stars the great Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother, Bryce Dallas Howard's uncle. Uh, this movie is just nuts and crazy, pure 80s. Uh, I've always, this is my favorite movie that Clint Howard's been in. He's been in a ton of movies. He's in pretty much every Ron Howard movie, even Solo. Um... And I finally got to meet him, but I did talk to him about, uh, other than me loving this film, he did an episode on Night Gallery called The Boy That Predicts Earthquakes. And if you guys have seen that, um, that story is spooky, especially on what's going on today with things in the world and all the earthquakes everywhere. Uh, we were we had a big conversation with that, uh, him and I, and we were both like, I told him that that scared me and it still scares me today. So if you haven't seen that, uh, if you have seen it, you know, if you haven't, definitely check out that episode. So I got him to sign my Evil Speak Blu-ray. Also, I got to meet for the first time, and he signed uh, my Halloween poster. Uh, The original, The Shape himself, Nick Castle, actor and director. You might know him from some of his awesome films. He directed The Last Starfighter as well as... Major Pain. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie. I love that movie starring uh, Damon Wayans. But um, 
when we walked in there, the line was long to to meet Nick Castle, but we, we, the show was almost over, and nobody was in his line, so it was a perfect time to get him to sign my poster, as well as have a huge conversation with him. I didn't pull out my phone. I didn't. I didn't want to do that, but it was cool. I just mainly talked about the last Starfighter, and so that was really cool. I love that movie. If you haven't seen that movie? Definitely check it out. So, I got to. Uh, him to sign my poster i hopefully at some point i get to meet uh, the great john carpenter i didn't get to meet him at, at texas frightmare because that line was out of control and i wasn't about to stand there for hours um but yeah it's cool definitely uh, i'm happy that i met him got some pictures with him that i'll post later on i also got to meet um a guy to another another addition to my uh friday the 13th uh Crystal Lake Memories, the guy that played Roy Burns in uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Um, he was only in two scenes, and kind of in the beginning, he was a paramedic, and then he was at the very end of the film. Uh, Dick Walliser, I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, I was, he was like a late addition to Sinister Creature Con, and uh, I was happy that uh, I got to meet him. I think out of everybody in the Friday the 13th uh, series, I've uh, met a lot of those stars that were in that. I met uh, the guy, him, that played Roy Burns. I met the guy that uh, that was playing the uh, the copycat Jason. Uh, Corey Feldman, he was in the beginning of that. I also met John Shepard. He was the one that played Tommy Jarvis. Um, the Voorhees girl. Damn, I can't remember her name. Um, she also signed my book. Was it Deborah Voorhees? Was it, yeah, Deborah Voorhees. I met her. John Shepard, Tom Morga that played... Uh, the uh, imposter Jason and a bunch of other guys in the, in this film, but I was happy to, to meet him. And I told him my story about uh, seeing the film over and over in the theater. And he really loved that. His wife, uh, awesome, awesome woman. She was really cool to, uh, to talk to as well. So yeah, as far as collection, that was uh, some addition autographs to my, to my horror collection and memorabilia. So, uh, Sunday was a day to go because especially if you wanted to meet celebrities, it was you just like just walk right up to the table instead of standing in a huge line. Because I was glad that we that we went on Sunday because last time we went on a Saturday and lines were out of control. But it was cool. I finally got to meet Clint Howard, Nick Castle and everything. So it's cool. But yeah, as far as collecting, there was something I wanted to get, but I didn't I didn't get it. Uh, I have uh, one of somebody reached out to me, wanted to know what's up with my Blu-ray updates because i haven't been doing them in a while i have stacks right now so definitely watch tiktok and i will uh put a new one maybe two i might have to break it up into two because i have so many of them uh, right now so i'll i'll let you guys know but definitely one within the next few days i'll put up another uh a nez blu-ray a blu-ray nez uh blu-ray update on tiktok so yeah collecting that is it all right. Uh, for me, uh, just a few small pop pickups here and there uh, from uh, online Target. Uh, Bullseye, dressed as John Hammond from Jurassic Park, the uh, 30th anniversary edition. In the back, let's see what it says. With a spot-on impersonation of John Hammond, Pop Bullseye is ready for some fun. This special bullseye collectible honors the Jurassic Park's 30th anniversary 
as Target's official spokespup since 1999, Bullseye just might be the world's most lovable terrier awaiting the next grand scale adventure. It's a really funny one. He is dressed like him. He has the hat, the glasses, the uh, staff with the amber, and then he has even a little uh, egg with a dinosaur popping out of it. Uh, he's kind of giving him a little pet. So that's uh, a funny uh, pop. Uh, I didn't end up doing the video for the Raya Soda, but I also still haven't opened it. So if you want, I can still do the video or I can just open it here. I still want a video. Just give us a video so we can throw it on TikTok. So, yeah. Got Raya. Um, 12,500 edition. Uh, I don't know what the difference in the chase is. Uh, it looks like the regular. She's just kind of standing there. I wonder if the uh, chase maybe has the sword. That would be my guess in the difference. But... Yeah, uh, I guess other than that, I just wanted to mention, uh, we've said it before, I guess we'll say it again, like, I got a lot of Black Series out on the table right now that I've unboxed uh, Arrivals over the last year, and uh, one of them I haven't fully unboxed yet was this first uh, release, the comic version of Chrysanthemum, or Black Chrysanthemum. Um, man, it's not a very good figure and they've got a new one coming out where he does look a lot better and he looks like he did on the the show it is uh book of boba fett based but man the prices now like looking on entertainment earth and and other places that have them like 35 bucks like a, a regular i mean yeah chrysanthemum he's a wookie he's a bigger figure but Ooh, wee, man, the prices just uh, are skyrocketing on the uh, Hasbro side, you know? How it goes. <laughs> yeah, it really makes you question it. So, um, in store today, oh, that's another thing I wanted to mention. I was actually going to mention at the top of the pod, and I did. So, I was out and about around town today, uh, and one of the things I did was I had uh, one of my PlayStation 5 controllers uh, hadn't been working, and I kind of had it sitting around. I tried to do a reset on it. There's like a little thing underneath. If you, you know, put, use a thumbtack or whatever, you can press an internal button and try to reset it, and that hadn't worked. So I took that to a local uh, GameStop and... Um, they tried to test it for me, and they confirmed what I suspected, that uh, it isn't true, truly just died dead. So that's a bummer. I wasn't even, like, rough with it, you know, or anything like that. I'd obviously, I never, like, threw it or anything like that. Like, it might have dropped off the table or something off the bed, but, yeah, sadly. Uh, and, you know, I, those aren't cheap. Uh, I think it's, like, 70 bucks i think new controller so i still got one that works or maybe it works because uh the thing that got me thinking about the other controller was uh I was playing one of my games ghost of tsushima trying to catch up with uh ones i haven't finished and uh -huh. uh, just if you like didn't move the controller at all the character seemed to like 
move on his own to the left slightly and i was like oh no so now i'm wondering if my other controller's like broken and i'm like great i gotta invest a 70 bucks in a controller i'll do it but kind of annoying the one thing that i thought was kind of interesting though was uh, i didn't do it right away but i don't know what stopped me i might as well should have done it i don't know what else i'm going to do with it uh gamestop was actually willing to buy my dead and busted controller for uh 11 bucks store credit so i guess that's i mean what else am i going to do with it it's dead and busted so I was, then they I, fix it, and then they still charge a billion dollars. Uh, they probably man. will, but it's like, what else am I going to do with it? Droppers. <laughs> Maybe I should just take that 11. And yeah, well, if, if, you, if you need it to the 11 bucks or nothing. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, well, yeah, I, I guess there really is no other option because they were like, oh, yeah, or you can, like, contact Sony went on their website and I kind of got led to the point where then I had to jump on the phone and I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to wait online, you know, somebody to not tell me anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, forget it. So, uh, I did notice when I was in store, it was funny. Uh, while I was like quickly considering it, I was looking, they had a few of the new Andor wave black series. They had Mon Mothma, uh, Bix Colleen. They might've had Andor too. I don't know, but they also had Din Djarin, uh, from Mandalorian, um, when he was undercover in season two on yeah. helmeted, uh, tank trooper outfit. Um, uh, but man, like I said, uh, Chris 35 online, those were uh, 27 each at the GameStop. And I was like, oh, geez. And he's still whatever. What's that? Still. Uh, what? I, don't, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> 26. So still 15 bucks. <laughs> hey. If I give him my controller. Jeez. A it's deal. a racket, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how you make money. Yeah. But, oh, well. So be it. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, guess I'll do it. I don't know what else I'm doing with it. It's busted. <laughs> All right. Uh, where are we? Recommendations? We're almost out of here, everyone. Yeah. You got You got anything lined up? Yeah, uh, movie. I just talked about it. Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning. Uh, streaming on Showtime. Uh, so go over there and check that movie out. If you guys don't, some people like one of my friends asked me. He goes, "Well, where should I? If I watch these Friday the Thirteenth movies or any horror franchise, where should I start? Start from the beginning and just go. I mean, so I couldn't tell you, but." Um, oh, I sat in the panel for this film. Uh, we actually, we were, I looked at the panel schedule and that was the first panel of the day and he was, uh, it was just him there and he was talking about it. So he, it was at one o'clock and I was hauling ass over there to the Scottish Rite Temple or whatever that place was called where they had to come. And I made it in there just in time, parked the car, ran in there and just sat down and, uh, watched, uh, 
his uh, panel and everything. So, but it was cool. I was glad uh, we made it in time to watch that uh, or listen to him talk about uh, what he remembers uh, filming that film. But yeah, definitely again, yeah, Showtime, check out Friday 13, Part 5, A New Beginning. All right. I'm going to go all the way back to 1973 over on Max and or HBO for uh, uh, Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Martial arts expert uh, sets out to help capture the narcotics dealer whose gang was responsible for the death of his sister. Uh, obviously, super classic and one of those films I could uh, never get tired of. I think we talked about this before. Um, in the scene, uh, in the lead up to the end, before the final battle, when he's uh, Bruce Lee's facing off against a bunch of random henchmen, one of them that he turns right to the screen and you get a great shot, a great look at him, was a young Jackie Chan. And I was like, that's awesome. And it's like, he's the one that's highlighted. He turns to the screen and then bah, snaps his neck. <laughs> he gets beat up. So, yeah. That was, that's something uh, awesome to look for if you've uh, never seen that before. <laughs> you've offended my family. And you've offended a Shaolin temple. There was so many lines in that movie. Man, you come straight out of a comic book. And there was also some <laughs> racial racial stuff in that movie. It's like yeah. a finger pointing to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you're going to miss all the heavenly glory. That was yeah. in the beginning. I love that movie. 1973. I didn't see it when it came out, but when I first saw it, I saw it in the theater. Actually, with a Jackie Chan film, The Big Brawl. You guys have seen that one. It, was, it wasn't a very good Jackie Chan movie, but The End of the Dragon changed my life. Right. All right. Our track. Uh, also, over the weekend, my son and I went down to Lakeport, California, ran the, in the Lake County area, uh, for the Mondo Lake Metal Festival. There was a lot of good bands there. Started like at 11 in the morning. It was like 90 degrees. I didn't show up until like four because I wanted to see the last few bands uh, to play. And because I am too old to be out in the heat uh, that long. So, but yeah, we made it down to the show. Uh, when we walked in there, I think Infex was on. And it wasn't, my opinion, wasn't it wasn't that good. Then negative six, they were all right. Uh, but the band that I went, one the one of the bands that I went to see uh, was a band Mordred. Uh, they played at uh, five five forty five, and after them it was the Boneless Ones, Blind Illusion, and then Hyrax closed uh, closed out the whole festival. Awesome time! Shout out to the Freedom Riders MC. Uh, they hosted the place, hosted the the festival, and it was awesome. All those guys that I talked to, they were really nice guys a lot of cool little bikes uh they're not they're not little but they're bikes that they ride and everything but it was it was a cool man we had a good time um the sound was a little off and on uh, i felt bad for hyrax because at the end uh the very last song the uh the mics went out and i think the mics uh that were mic'd up to the drums uh went off as well so all you can hear was guitar and bass so but they pretty much did their whole set and then all hell fell apart. But uh, again, uh, Mondo Lake Metal Fest. Uh, this was the first one they ever did. So hopefully uh, they do it again. I would love to go back. But Mordred, 
I'm going back to 1991 from their album In This Life. This was one of the songs that they played. Uh, it's track number eight, Killing Time. Uh, they also played uh, Falling Away, uh, track number seven. That was the Falling Away was uh, the 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 big the biggest hit off this album. It was a video on Headbangers Ball and all that. Uh, they played those they played those two songs um, from this. But I haven't heard uh, I haven't seen Mordred in, in years. But uh, Killing Time, I, I love the song. It's nice and funky groove and everything. Uh, but shout out to uh, my buddy Jeff. He's the drummer now in Mordred, and I had not seen him in uh, a really long time. So it was good to sit there and talk to him. Pretty much talk to everybody in the band. It was a lot of just sitting around and, and hanging out and uh, talking about reliving the old days uh, of the, the the thrashing that was going on in the Bay Area. So it was really cool to sit there and talk to them uh, and catch up and everything. Saw some other friends I had seen in a really long time. Uh, as well, there were in other bands. But yeah, definitely check out uh, Mordred from their album In This Life, track number eight, Killing Time. Oh, shout out to Steve as well. He was with us. Shout yeah, out. Yeah. No, no, number one fan. He was representing for us at the yeah. the Mendo Metal uh, Mendo Lake Metal Fest. He was wearing our East Society shirt. So shout out. Yeah. And horn, horns up to Steve. Yeah, I loved seeing that. Super cool. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, pretty much the only track I've added to my uh, playlist uh, since we last recorded. So I guess it makes it kind of easy for me. Uh, inspired because they played it all during the uh, the NBA playoffs, and um, I found out. Uh, well, I mean, I knew a while ago because she was at a bunch of Warrior games. But uh, the artist is from the Bay Area. Uh, relatively well not super new but uh uh her h-e-r and uh, this song is called the journey and yeah it just came out here uh may 20th here of this year 2020 it's a slower song but uh yeah i really like it and obviously like hearing it all through the playoffs it kind of stuck with me and then also the fact that she's a bay area representative uh She's actually got a pop and a uh, Funko Gold, so uh, I feel like I got to pick up those up now just because uh, she is a Bay Area representative. <laughs> yeah, she's got some good tracks. First time I I heard of her, one of my friends was playing, and she was yeah, she's from the Bay. And then I saw her on um, Saturday Night Live. So I haven't picked up any of her stuff yet, but um, Renee likes her. She was. When we were watching Saturday Night Live, she was like, who is she? And I saw some chick from the Bay Area. So, but yeah, yeah. Renee, she, she listens to it probably more than I do. Yeah. If it, well, like I said, and if it wasn't for the NBA playoffs, this is a track I probably wouldn't normally pick up on because it is on the slower side, but it's also really good. So, recommended. Called The Journey. Ooh. All right, everyone. That is it. We're not, yeah. we didn't go, we didn't go three hours this time. Um, but I know we, we were off for a while, but we'll take the well, regular episodes. We were off, but we did give you, like I said, the two ESP rewinds with, uh, Tim Burton's Batman films. And then we did the ESP at the movies with the flash. So right. shout out to everyone that listened to all of those. Shout out. I know the flash is a sore subject. Uh, listen to our episode, but if you don't want to listen, at least download it for us. So we get that, uh, <laughs> We get those numbers. <laughs> so, um, but 
Yeah, as far as that, everyone follow us on Facebook. Just search E Society or Magnez Podcast. Follow us. Our other feed. I we did, recorded an episode. I haven't put it up yet. We kind of ran down the tracks of uh, Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever soundtrack. The the soundtrack, not the score. Um, we we talked about those songs and everything. I'll, I'll put that up pretty soon. So definitely oh, cool. check that out. Uh, so yeah, go over to Spotify. Spotify for podcasters and search East Society or Magnez and you'll find it. Uh, shoot on over to YouTube. Uh, follow us on YouTube or East Society. Go over to T Public. Pick up a Magnez or an East Society t-shirt. Again, shout out to Brother Steve. Also, thank you for... Uh, also, shout out to uh, uh, my girl Peg Baby. They invited us into their house and we got to spend the night there and Steve is, a, is an amazing cook, an amazing barbecuer. Uh, we had some awesome ribs. Uh, my wife loved them. She just tore them apart. I didn't even get any any of the leftovers that I brought home. But she said, thank you so much. Hmm. So, yeah, shout out to Brother Steve again for representing for us all the time. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well, East Society Pod, at Magnez Pod, at Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram, at East Society Podcast, at The Zisu, at Magnez Pod. Follow us on TikTok, East Society Pod, and yeah, I think that's pretty much where we're at. But yeah, but everyone, thank you so much for listening to everything that we've got here. We're just inching inching our way slowly to episode 300, um, but we've passed that mark years ago. <laughs> but as far as the regular episodes, we will hit our 300th episode, so it's not... Um, counting on all the spinoff stuff we've done, so I'm sure we're over a thousand by now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, everyone, everyone that's been here from the beginning, and everyone, all you new listeners, thank you so much for listening to our show. Please spread the word on East Society as well as the Magnus Podcast and everything sure. else that we do. If you have any suggestions or criticisms or whatever, shoot them our way. I, we're all we're reachable everywhere, so just have at it and everything. But uh, also, when we never we never really say this. If you're if you're listening on uh, the Apple Podcast or whatever the hell it's called, rate and review us. Give us five stars. Tell us you love us or tell us you hate us. But give us that five star first, and then uh, go on. So I don't know what that does, but okay. But just it's it's cool to see it. And then shout out to everyone that did. It has done it so far. But if you haven't, definitely do it for us, please. And yeah, that's it. Um, also, uh, the other shows I'm affiliated with, just go over to thehorrorreturns.com and all the shows that I'm on over there are there. And just, yeah. Oh, shout out to... Um, uh, da, 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 I was on his show. Was it last week? I think it was last week. Um, uh, sorry, B, I forgot your show. Um... Bead versus the Living Dead. Uh, I was on uh, his episode 15. We we're talking about uh, Night of the Animated Dead. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, they put in animated form. So we ran through uh, that. So shout out to Bead as well as Marcus. Excuse me. Oh, just go over to Super Network and listen to everything over there and everything. So shout out to them. So, but with that, everyone, again, thank you so much for listening. Come back next week or whenever. Uh, for more, we're always putting stuff out when we can, and I don't know what's big coming this week as far as movies, but uh, I know something is coming. Is there anything come to mind? Um, Asteroid City? 
<laughs> yeah, for me, Asteroid City, um, hoping to uh, be able to see that here. Let me pull up the uh, minor oh. real quick, because forever mm-hmm. they only had uh, coming soon on there. But you figure by now they should have some times if it's happening later this week. And nope, it's still just on their upcoming films list, which is uh, probably a bad sign because they have uh, Elemental is also coming out this week and they've got times and dates for that. They're still playing Spider-Verse and they're still playing The Flash at the minor. So that's not a good sign. What about the uh, coming attractions theater? Do they have it on their list? I don't think they do. I'm so sad. doesn't look like uh, I'm going to get to see it properly here in its opening weekend. Well, it's playing, it's playing over here. <laughs> I'm mad. And I, won't, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'll go see that, but I want to see No Hard Feelings. That looks funny. That new oh, yeah. uh, comedy movie with Jason. Uh, Jason uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, when I went and saw, uh, what did I see? Oh, when I saw the flash, they showed a, um, a trailer for that. I'm not that big, big of a fan of Jennifer Lawrence, but that movie looked funny. So I might go check that out. So I don't know. Uh, we might've seen it or we might see asteroid city. I don't know, but either way, come back next week. And uh, there's tons of new streaming stuff that I do want to watch. The so, big one um, is Extraction 2. And yeah, uh, while I, I can't watch it on my TV, I guess I can still watch it on my phone. So Stream it to your TV from your phone. You can do I that. Don't know. I, I don't know how to do it. So Easy. It's right there. You know, it's a push of a, a button. Once you get the the movie up. Uh, let me see. Let me let me try to run you through it. if you once you pick something, whatever all oh, the mules on there. Cool. I want to watch that again. I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, as far as on your phone, you have the same phone I have. Um, okay, where is it? Um, some, I mean, some Netflix is tricky. Sometimes they won't let you. Uh, okay, here it is. There's a thing in the left corner. And uh, if your TV, your TV smart enough, your TV thing should pop up. And then all you got to do is push that and boom, it goes right to your TV. So you don't have to sit there. And watch it on your phone, because that that movie that, that looks like a movie that's an action movie that's gonna. The problem need the big is TV. the problem is I just did it, and it just launched Netflix on my TV, which it's blocked on the TV. So. Well, all right. Well, I'm gonna. Well, you if you watch it on your phone, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it on my TV. Yep. <laughs> Have to watch. Uh, I'm going to watch the first one again because I don't remember. Uh, I remember how it ended. Oh, it's uh, on our, on our, I, was, I think it was on both of our end of year top 10. Yeah, I remember how it ended and I remember it being a lot of action in it, but I don't I don't remember who he was going after. <laughs> so, but, yeah, this is uh, with Thor, everyone. So definitely um, oh, weak. All right. Uh, <laughs> just Shell out and get it, man. You need it. <laughs> so, uh, I'd give you mine, but it's probably going to get the same, no, same uh, thing. The same thing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I've been on Breezy and Chris's over 10 years. Like, well, if you can still watch it on your phone, you can still watch it. So, you'll be yeah. all right. Which but, is weird. And I wonder if that's even limited. Like, is there going to come a date here soon where that's going to stop? Like, oh, nope. 
you're not in you're not <laughs> near your uh, hometown or whatever you're not near Germany <laughs> so. yeah all right, everyone. Uh, yeah, now we're for sh- officially out of here. So until next time, everyone, be safe out there. Come back next week for more and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe. We'll see you next time, you society. <laughs>